Well, howdy. This is Thursday, another sleep closer to Vegas. And again, I get pulled up in the street everywhere yesterday talking about Vegas. Oh, you're not there yet? No, I'm not there yet. No, I'm standing in front of you. Uh, it is great to have your company on SEN 1170 AM here in Sydney. Because we're going to go to Belmore tomorrow. But Brandy and I, we're, Brandy, we're going to Belmore tomorrow night. We should go play the pokies at Canterbury League, sort of a touch of Vegas. Just Oh, that's right, you're not going. I'm just thinking to prepare for Vegas. We could go to Canterbury Leagues, no, Brandy? Something? I'd love to go to Canterbury Leagues. You know what? I, I've never walked into Canterbury Leagues. I've never been there. So we will... It's a good club. Big club. Yeah. Big club. I'd, I'd like to see it. So even though we've got a rugby league double header on tomorrow night at Belmore, mm. Bossy. Yep. Um, yep. Boy, the, the cricket last night. Did you watch it? I, yes. I said no, yesterday. No, well, I listened. I'd, I listened. I was listening I'd to love the finish. I would have loved to have been in Wellington yesterday. If I could just transport myself to watch that and it didn't disappoint, it was a cracking match. Tim David's producing game after game now, isn't he? He's, uh, gee, I'd love to see him get in early, like number three. He's, he's coming out with these cameos game after game after game. Uh, by the way, Queensland listeners, welcome to you. I know it's nice and early there, but we do appreciate you uh, being here with us to start the show. Uh, Patton Hills will be along from 6am Queensland time. But uh, Tim David, 31 of 10. So what did we need? We needed 32 off the last nine, mm. and he's gone 4-6-6. And then we need 16 well, off the last. Over. That's right. That's right. And, and, and still looking unlikely in that last over, Vossi. It was, you know, leg by, one run, one run. Uh, we did get a wide the first ball, but then went 6 Two four to finish off mm. the inning. So needed to hit a four on the last ball and somehow got enough of his bat on it. It beat the fielder over the boundary. It was it was as good as I watched all summer. So uh, even though it's rugby league season and we're at, when we're at Belmore tomorrow, uh, yes. it's good to see the cricket. Well, the next main game is Friday. Um, so SEN will have coverage again. Uh, home of sport. And um, Chris Harris, who was part of the commentary team last night and did an excellent job, he'll be on the program today. So we'll catch up with uh, a man who was greatly experienced in the shortened form of the game. You know, there'll, there'll be knockers of it. Oh, another, another T20 tournament, you know, three-game series, whatever. It's pretty good entertainment, isn't it? 431 runs. You just go on the cricket sixes. for the night. 431 runs scored. Yeah, and it, it, like the big hitting, it doesn't necessarily do it for me, Vossi, but the fact that the game was close, you know, swinging and the, the, the fact that they needed to do it at a certain stage with nine yep. balls left, there were still 32 runs to get. They, you know, it counted uh, swinging. And some of, the, some of the 2020 games against the, the West Indies, it, mm. well, that are, like I know, I know we saw some big hitting, but watching the West Indies bat in the 2020 is just like rusty gate swinging. Like it was, it was, it didn't look great. It's, it's below, you know, there's, there's a certain amount of skill that you know, you'd like to see in a cricket game. Just, just swinging the bat wildly doesn't, doesn't do it for me. Well, you can have your say on that topic, Brandy. He's opened up a first topic for the day, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Are you still in cricket mode? Uh, did you tune in last night? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Or text zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Or once the you know the footy season gets underway, uh, the juggernaut sort of picks up pace, and it has picked up pace already with uh, you know full round of preseason challenge and all stars. Do you then just put cricket to rest for the for the rest of the summer? And uh, we are just a, actually 
Yeah, we're, we're still a few days of summer. We're still, you know, we're, we're still mm. chipping away there. February 29th coming up. We're going to be Feb 29, mate. We're going to have a Feb 29 to we celebrate. Uh, well, being the leap year. Well, it is Olympic year, isn't it? Mm. Olympic year. Leap year. So one... One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Text zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. I'm looking at Brandy, massive smile on his face. Uh, cue the Namibian national anthem. I guarantee that's their, the first time it's ever been played. <laughs> yes, one of their most famous sporting days. They. And I, th- I thought we might leave this for, for Hammy Goodman because it was a sports bet special, Hammy Goodman special. Uh, Namibia or Nambia, if you if you like, if you like to go yes. that way. Nambia yep. up against Nepal. Um, and Nambia, the outsiders, they got up. One by two wickets with 60 balls to spare over Nepal. Um, and Hammy gave us the rundown yesterday. It pays to listen to the sports bet segment because, you know, it was an unlikely bet I, as in you know you were searching to have a bet on the cricket during the uh, during the day but he gave us the rundown and Namibia had beaten the Nambians rather the Nambians had beaten Nepal um, something like the last time they met and the majority of recently. their last seven meetings or something yeah, and yet they were the recently. outsiders 260 or something like that yeah, so like that. A, a brilliant day and Brandy is standing nice touch Brandy and cap yeah. off very nice yeah, my touch my favourite African country now you're also holding a glass Yes. Well, well, not yet. No, well, not, not yet. yet. I'm, well, I'm going to crack one. I'm, I'm uh, going seven. Seven o'clock. I, I can't have one at six, but I'll, I'll have one at, out of the seven o'clock news. Yeah, but it's eight o'clock it in is New Zealand. W- you can have point. one. You know, there's Good people point. listening across the ditch. Well, it is. It's five o'clock somewhere, isn't it? Well, that's it. So yeah. it is, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, you break the news, Brandon. It's your, it's your baby. Well, it's World Margarita Day. <laughs> Giddy up. Where? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> <That's it. laughs> How does why like Get that I, I know there's days everything there's you know mm, there's day day but but how does World Margarita Day actually have a how place they, yeah like who, who started that yeah. how do they how do they who do they who do they yeah. have to uh, who signs off on it to get yeah. that to get, or does, or is it just some bar owner just who does make good margaritas said well this is World yeah. Margarita Day World Kebab um, Day anyway, is what I, I, I wait for Kebab Day. On. I'll get one. Kebab day. Well, we're at Belmore tomorrow. We might, you might stumble across a kebab somewhere. That's the highlight of Belmore. It is. The food's, the food's the food. great. The food is great on the main street. You just, you, every, everywhere's a winner. So you just got to allow yourself that little bit of time to, to get over there, then walk through the park, then go on to the game. Whippy's inside the ground. Mr. Whippy's inside the ground. So yeah. <laughs> we're living the dream well, tomorrow well, night. Vegas so can wait. Vegas can yeah. wait. Belmore's got okay. everything you'd ask for tomorrow well, night. Well, Vegas can wait for these blokes too because if you're under 21, um, you, you won't be going out after the game. So I was shocked that there's only three players out of the 80-odd, or may, maybe all close to 85 For the players. four teams. Four teams. Uh, 20, 21, 22 players per team. Joseph Swali'i, Davy Moali, and Jai Gray are they the only under twenty-one players here? Yeah, that's, so that's Manly, low. Manly don't have any, and the Broncos mm. don't have any under twenty-ones in yeah, their squad. Yeah. Like it's not their starting yeah. thirteen, seventeen. Um, no one there. Um, actually, that's um, I wouldn't mind. It's like I, I shared with you earlier this week, I was totally unbeknownst to me the uh, the tax. Um, 
thirty percent. If you're an Australian citizen, you have a win at the in the casino. You go mm. up to collect, they're going to take thirty percent tax on the spot. You win a thousand, they're going to keep three hundred. You'll get seven hundred dollars on on proof of um, ID, which you have to do. Uh, how about it? You, you who have been to to America, what are the tips that you'd like to pass on, both serious and not so serious, for mm. those travelling to America and Vegas in particular? And I'm pretty sure there's plenty listening have been to Vegas. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. What's your tips for those of us travelling? to America for the Rugby League doubleheader. Have you got a serious and a not-so-serious tip? What um, we should do, what we shouldn't do, yeah. what we should absolutely do. Mm. I, I, yeah. we, we went to America after the 91 season, so we must have gone... And we took a couple of players that were under 21. Uh, Brad Fittler was one of them. He was under 21. He, he wasn't allowed out to the bars, so they sat in a uh-huh. hotel room. Is that right? For, for at least a couple of nights, but then, then that stopped for some reason. I can't, can't remember exactly how we. I think the old false ID might have been produced. Oh, well, here's a, here's a revelation. This is now the, the telegraph. There, Riccio's ringing. I think now, this is yeah. underage scandal. Well, nineties, thirty years ago, might have been a little, might have been a little bit mm-hmm. easier to produce that. I'll tell you someone who might be able to give us a few more tips on America. David Newey's coming on the program today. Now, he is a really interesting character because he played with the Dragons, played first grade with the Dragons, 1991, bit of football over in England, and then went to America, mid-90s. And basically is one of the foundation, you know, one of the, the founding fathers, if you will, of rugby league in America. He said, you know, this is a great sport. And um, he was part of the setting up of the Tomahawk. U.S. Yeah, Rugby League Federation, and he's, he's lived there ever since. I think he lives in Philadelphia mm. these days. So he's been there for, you know, nigh on 30 years. Um, but a rugby league man through and through, and will be in Vegas, and will be on our show today. So we'll catch up with him. David Riccio is in the US, so I don't know whether we've got a... I don't think we've got a guest on the show who lives locally. Oh, no, Hemi's probably at home still. He hasn't left yet, so... Yeah, very international flavour show. Lots of rugby league stories around today. So Luciano Leilua is oh, going yeah, to the Dragons. Yeah, Adam Reynolds gets another contract. Cordy Hutter-Widenader uh, looking to come back. Wayne Bennett, um, speculation about where he could go next. Mm-hmm. Overlooked for the New Zealand coaching job. They're, they're all stories yep. we'll attack a little later on. But one of the big stories of the day, uh, Brandon, just to confirm, are you going to Taylor Swift any of the four nights? Uh, no, I'm not. Right. I'm not. Tanya is. What? Oh, really? Oh, you're Yeah, Tanya's going tomorrow night. Yeah, Friday night. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, as you know, I'm a bit of a Blink-182 fan, and, and everything's about Taylor Swift, but Blink-182 are playing there again this weekend at Kudos Bank Arena. They, they oh, were in Sydney last week, and then day. they've gone away, and now they're coming back. And well, it's, it's very biased. Well, Saturday night they're playing. And, oh, not for not tomorrow night? Because I've, um, I've got to pick. So after I leave Belmore, hmm. I've got to get in a queue somewhere at Olympic Park and pick my wife up. Um, yeah. And if Blink-182 are out there as well, it's going to be... Yeah, get us. Well, that's what the Logan Warrior... No, but the issue here is, boys, Blink-182 are playing at Homebush at the same time as uh, Swifty. And all trains to Homebush are playing Swifty songs all the way there. Blink-182 fans, you know, would be reasonably disappointed. Why can't they play Blink-182? Why can't there be a Blink-182 train? Hang on. Hang and the Swifty trains. They're playing Swifty music. Hang on. You've got no yeah, choice. What, You're going to just blaring okay, through the trains. What did we discuss yesterday? Uh, There's Taylor Swift... And mm. the Beatles are head-to-head battle for mm. the most famous and and 
we're, we're getting Blink 182 playing through the trains. That's not working. What? Well, Blink 182. I, I don't. Do I know any songs, Blink 182? Well, you should. Well, yeah, I probably do, but that. there's no chance that Blink 182 are getting songs played. In on the train. train. Well, I think I think someone at, at City Rail or whatever has to, uh, who's a Blink 182 fan, has to, you know, basically sabotage the sabotage, sabotage yeah. the yeah. Swifty yeah. music. And on uh, on comes all the small things, and mm. yeah, it'd be good. Rock show. What do you yeah. got there, Dan? Yeah, there we go. All the small things. There you go. Yeah, good, good song. That's what I'm saying. That'd be way yeah. better. Yeah, yeah educate the Swifties, all the little Swifty fans. Um, uh, so we've, we've covered some ground in the opening segment, but we do want to hear from you. Get on the open line. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Tips for America are already coming in. Uh, thoughts on Tim David and the cricket are coming in. And uh, if you've got any Swifty advice as well, that, that, that'll probably come in as well. Just on the Swift thing, so was that a sore point at home? Like, because you have been to concerts before with uh, Mrs. Alexander, but you've been yeah, rushed yeah. for this one? Or you just oh, no, no, by choice? To, well, well, I'm working. Mm. We're, we're at Belmore. I can't well, What, what time does Taylor Swift get on the stage, though? What time's she on uh, the stage? I, I, think, I think the time the storm hits around 8 o'clock. I think you could have said to Steve Crawley at Fox Lee's and <laughs> going to Taylor Swift. I think he would have given you the night off. Mm. I think he would have. Maybe I'd rather be at Belmore. That's probably it. That's it. Now we're getting to the truth. <laughs> now we're getting to the truth, no doubt about that. And one other little um, piece of cricket news. Ben Stuck, I love this quote. There's just a quote. You go to the BBC website, has never seen anything like, is it Ranchi pitch, the next pitch for the fourth test in India? Mm. Um, he said, it has cracks running down one side just outside a right-hander's off stump at one end. <laughs> And a left hand is off stump at the other. <laughs> so, they are walking into uh, a trap, it would appear, at 2-1 down in the series. Oh, well, we, we went through that last year, didn't we? Yeah. Like we, we went through that for the for the World Cup and everything. Like just it cracks a few days out, though. It's like that's... Could well, be anything. Got them. Can't won't last two days. We are here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's Lawyers. Remember, this show, all about you. Get on the phone, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Open line, all yours. And we have some exciting news about all of your calls on our open line. Something big is coming from our friends at Club Med. It is reason to ring in and be a contributor to the program. So stay listening when we'll reveal some major news about a big prize coming your way for our contributions on the open line. It's all here on the Home of Sport in Sydney, SEN 1170 AM. Back in a moment with all your calls and texts. Welcome back to SEN 1170 AM in Sydney. It's foggy in some areas this morning. We're heading for a mostly cloudy day on the top of 29 in the city, 33 in the west. Uh, good morning if you're in Brisbane. You're with us for another half an hour before Patton Hills We'll be along mostly sunny up there today in 32. We're here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's Lawyers. Uh, great. This is from the Shoalhaven Doctor. Good morning, Doctor. Or should I say, howdy, Doctor. Or bonjour, Doctor. Um, I don't know what to say any of those things, do. But great innings, Tim David. Apart from Greg Alexander, what other top sportsmen have two first names? Ooh. What a good talkback topic to start the day. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy sportsman with two okay, I've got first one. names. Off the top of my head, Tim David, Greg Alexander. All right. Yep. Let's get an eleven. What have you got? Mark Taylor. Oh, 
Taylor. That's very topical. Are there boys called Taylor? I suppose there are. No, there is. Only girls. Well, no, there's boys. All right. Because we're going to have a separate team, people with Mm, boys boys and girls. girls. Yeah. Okay, so so far we've got a starting 11 of Tim David, Greg Alexander, and Mark Taylor. Yeah. See where we go with that one. Thank you, Shoalhaven Doctor. Now, we said tips from On America, Brandy. Mm -hmm. Um, Your mate, our mate. The Warrior Holic has, has jumped on the text to give us some Vegas mail. Uh, yes, he has. And uh, he says, I reckon Vegas is a bit of a myth these days. Back in the 80s and 90s, it was a place you could gamble, get cheap food and booze and go crazy in a way you couldn't in most other cities. These days, what used to be special about Vegas is pretty much normal in most big cities, but it costs about five times more in Vegas. Not sure I'd be in a hurry to go back, says the Warrior Holic. Mm. Cheers. Have a good time over there. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the podiums right? going to have to really stretch the podiums. Have you, have you been to Vegas? No. no. Right. Never. So I've been, to, been Vegas to Vegas twice. Uh. Um, went f- 2016 with me and Tanya went. Yep. Uh, and then I took the boys back. Then we went as a family in 2018. Uh, so I haven't been there on a crazy, you know, Bucks, boys... Uh. But uh, not in a hurry to go back. I'm with the Warrior Holic. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, let's see, I'm, an, I'm a total newbie to America. See, I've only ever been to uh, Jacksonville, and that was hit and run for... In and out to call the game. Rugby league, yeah, to call South Sydney versus Leeds. Oh, 2008 Australia Day Challenge. Mm. So I've only ever th- flown through Los Angeles, never stepped foot outside the airport, and then yep. done the Jacksonville hit and run, and that was a disaster. What about that? My first experience flying to America fly over economy, uh, land in Los Angeles, and say, uh, for ongoing uh, passengers on to Orlando, your flight has been cancelled. Please join this queue. And so, so you join another queue, and then they sat there for an hour, and then Mm. they worked out that I would go to Dallas next. So I went to Los Angeles, sit around for a couple of hours, Yep. Fly to Dallas, get off at Dallas. Dallas is a huge airport, five terminals. Run around to another terminal to fly Dallas, then directly to Jacksonville, where originally it was meant to be LA, Orlando, up to Jacksonville. I flew Los Angeles, cancelled flight, Dallas, Jacksonville. It's a long way to get to the east coast of America. Mm. A long way. Like yeah. I did I did well, over 50 you, hours of flying, and I was on the ground for like 36. That it is. <laughs> when you just don't go straight there, it is long. Well, yes. Yeah. yes. Uh, Brett Lee. Oh, good. Okay. Locking Brett, Brett Lee. Yep. Okay. He's in the 11. He's in so the far. 11. Tim what David, Greg Alexander, Mark Taylor, Brett Lee. You're in a steam company, Brent. You're doing well. Uh, Drew, Drew Mitchell. Drew Mitchell. Okay. Got a rugby. Uh, Drew mm-hmm. Mitchell. Nice. Okay. And what about uh, Tony Gregg? Oh, that's a stretch. Why? Oh, well, what? the Greg bit. Oh, the what, first funny name. spelling. Not the spelling. Yeah. Oh. Well, okay. So, yeah. so you can't have Joel Kane. No. Joel and Not Kane. by the spelling. Yeah, that's not bad. That's yeah. pretty good, Brandy. You're in good form or, today. Or yeah. Brian. Mar- World Margarita Fletcher. Day is kicking in. And you no are worry, these, these are all texts I'm stealing. I'm re- oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're text messages that are coming in. Um, yep. This one got me confused. Kane says, should I be reading? What about Craig David? Very good at backgammon, apparently. What the hell does that mean? (laughs) 
was Craig, Craig David. A, he's a singer. A singer. Singer yeah, Craig David's English, a singer. English. So he's not sport. Mm. But Craig David. No, I was thinking of Harrison Craig, the young bloke on Australian Idol. He right. was good. He yeah, was, he good, was good. Uh, Raider Man from the Hunter Valley says, uh, good morning, boys. Ricky Stewart. Down. Put that one down. Man, that's almost... Man, that's almost the Shoalhaven Doctor has hijacked our show. We now have a thousand texts on the board of blokes with the <laughs> with with name first and last names, which could be first names. So Shoalhaven Doctor, John? what have you done? We had all these serious topics to talk about, and now I've got to scroll down about forty-eight pages to find a text other than Matt the says, names. Matt says Brian Fletcher. Brian Fletcher. Yeah. And, well, he's hardly uh, a sportsman, is he? Charlie Goodsir says Andrew John. <laughs> Great stuff. Come on. Let's get back here. Some Vegas tips. When in Vegas, make sure to double bag your shopping bags. As I use cheap paper, or as they use cheap paper, and can have the bottom drop out and your shopping spill all over the street, make sure you double bag everything. So cheap bags are used in Vegas. They save money. Uh, that's an anonymous tip. Who's shopping? But it sounds like a good one. Who's so I might take over a Woolies shops? bag then. I might take right. over a little Woolies, little, well, Woolies bag. What Are you are you in a service department or are you in a hotel? Uh, well, who's shopping yeah, well, at Woolies or their hotel. equivalent of while well, you're something. in Vegas? Just a, well, when you've got the you podiums of, you know, I'll be scratching around for something. Something 20 bucks or 20 bucks. Uh, no one but Stacey Jones uh, was getting the Kiwi coaching gig. Uh, I, had, I had a quick, I was in touch with Stacey yesterday. He's going to join us on Monday, I think, Vossi. Uh, there was a huge push by very influential former Kiwi players to push Madge out and give the job to Stacey. Of course, Wayne Bennett was, was in the oh, running as well. Legs. And the bosses bent over backwards. There we go. And the, uh, the old boys the gave it to all right, uh, we'll talk more about Wayne Bennett later in the show. You can also have your say in the Edgewater Homes text line, 0457 well, How about our goods there deal at the moment? Edgewater Homes Mortgage Fund, up to $1,500 a month off your home loan. T's and C's apply. 6.30 News next, 5.30 if you're in Brisbane. And we're straight back after that with all the big sporting headlines of the morning. This is the Home of Sport, Sydney's SEN, 11.70am. Vanessa, thank you. Breakfast is powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Here are some of the sports stories of the morning. Andrew, great win by Australia in the opening game of the T20 series against the Kiwis. Tim David hitting the boundary on the final ball. What a finish. First game of the Chapel, Hadley comes down to this. The last ball, four runs needed. The Flames burst above the side screens at respective ends. Tim Salvi up against Tim David. Right hand quick against right hand batsman. David hits powerfully to the onside. Into a gap, but deep pocket. He's won the game. Tim David. A brilliant, brilliant cameo at the end. Alongside his heroic captain, Mitch Marsh, who's put on a clinic himself at seven sixes. But Tim David has come in and slammed the door on New Zealand's face. An Australia win with a last ball thriller at Sky Stadium. The Chapel Hadley is here with a bang. Australia get home. That's the end. Home of cricket, home of of sport. Yeah, 31 of 10. Well done, Tim David. Mitch Marsh, 72 not out of 44. Got uh, player of the match. 
Uh, you mentioned Stacey Jones before the news. Thanks to the Warrior Holic who tipped us off uh, on the text line yesterday about the impending announcement of Stacey Jones as the next coach of the Kiwis. That was indeed confirmed yesterday. Um, with Wayne Bennett missing out, and I heard this, uh, I heard this on our station yesterday that uh, Wayne Bennett was linked with the Parramatta Eels in a coaching director capacity, but the club has hit back at those claims. So someone, oh, he misses the Kiwi job, he's going to go to Parramatta, but uh, they shut it down. We'll see if there's any truth in it in coming months. Luciano Leilua has signed an immediate three-year deal with the Dragons with initial reports suggesting 900000 a season, although the Telegraph says it averages out to less than 700 per season with the Cowboys contributing towards this season and next season. See, they've already paid for this season. The Cowboys have been paying his salary since November the 1st. Yep. So you do the maths. He will have been paid for four months, which is a third of his contract for this year. has already been paid by the Cowboys as an employee yeah. of theirs. Yeah. Big money still. Uh, big money even. The, I don't think he he took a haircut to move to the Dragons. Uh, Adam Reynolds has signed a one-year extension at the Broncos, uh, which will keep him there for the till the end of 25. And Anthony Seabold, I heard this too when he was at the airport, hit out at the Rabbitohs accusing the club of failing to promote the game by staying in California. Yeah, well, it'd be nice if the Bunnies sort of came and promoted the game in Las Vegas. I mean, one of the reasons why we're going there 11 days beforehand is to promote the game. I think, you know, the NRL have wanted to um, take the game to Las Vegas. So we're doing our job. All our training sessions are open sessions. So supporters, media, uh, are more than welcome to come to all of our sessions. Um, we've got a number of corporates and, and supporters and members are coming across. So we want to do the right thing by the game. We want to go there. As I said, we've come up with a really good strategy to minimise any distractions. Uh, but we also want to give the guys a life experience. They're adults and we're going to treat them like adults. But as I said, the whole idea is to promote the game for the NRL. And um, we feel obliged to do that. I think he's got a um, point, doesn't he? He's got a point, Yeah, I, well, he probably has. So South are in San Diego. We spoke to David Riccio, who was, mm. who's, who's down there in San Diego with... The Bunnies. What about the Roosters and the the Broncos? Are they are they sure based in Vegas? Do we know? Not sure. Uh, I no. do know that Blink One Eight Two have a song called San Diego. Just do that. Just well, a little segue there. That? We could play San Diego by Blink One Eight Two when Dave Riccio comes on. Uh, and and on. by the way, Vanessa had the story, and it is sport related. So Travis Kelsey is apparently on a plane on his way. So he's on a private jet too, is he, or does he fly commercial? Travis Kelsey. I just want to make the overview. He he's punching, isn't he, Travis Kelsey? He's out of his weight division. Travis Kelsey. So? He's no oil painting. How does he get... How does he get well, how's he with Taylor Swift? Yeah. Travis Kelsey. If, Tra- if Travis name. Kelsey is big not name. an NFL player... He's a big name. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Travis but Kelsey is. is not an NFL player, right? Yeah, but and, and we're like just Travis. going on looks. How, how, how many million to one would he be of, tra- of, of Taylor Swift looking twice at him, if not once at him? Well, that, that doesn't he's make punching. sense. He's punching. He's punching. I don't know anyone's uh, punching bigger. But he is—he is an NFL player. Yeah, he but, is but I'm basing it on. That, yeah, I'm being superficial like, here. Yeah. Well, he, on looks, on how he looks. Yeah, right. punching. Well, he's, he's punching. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Like he's <laughs> <laughs> Channel Seven is current. Can you believe this? Channel Seven <laughs> is currently tracking his flight no, on the not. flight radar app. <laughs> He's just past New Caledonia. They're not tracking him, are they? Well, well Is that that's, legal? Well, that's the report. Are they allowed yeah. to do that? Well, well it's, it's oh. Travis Kelsey. 
So he's just passed <laughs> New Caledonia. You can actually track any flight in the world on the Flight Radar app, haven't you got it? Yeah, but <laughs> I don't. Not put it on the television. Yeah. Yeah, yeah track the app. Uh, Warrior Kiwi Rooster says, wouldn't rush back to the States. LA's a dump. Vegas expensive, but good to visit once. Uh, go to Old Vegas, uh, Fremont Street. Very good. So go to the uh, Fremont Street, Bossy, Old Vegas. Yep. States are sport by its taxes and tipping when service is usually pretty average. Thank you, Warrior Kiwi Rooster. That's where the fan night's going to be, what the venue just said there. Breakfast is powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. A reminder that David Newey is our special guest later in the show from America, along with David Riccio from America and former Kiwi cricketer Chris Harris from New Zealand. Right here on the home of sport in Sydney, SEN 1170am. Thanks for making the switch to SEN 1170am, the home of sport here in Sydney. We're here for Bryden's lawyers unable to work due to injury or illness. Contact Bryden's lawyers. That Travis Kelsey plane, so... Ben, Ben's just put up the flight radar, and you can see all the planes and um, the flight radar app, and, and there's heaps of them coming across. But he's, his plane's on in red on the radar because it's mm. a private jet. Do you realise that's Taylor Swift's private jet that she flew out here? Yeah. She sent it back to America to pick him up, to yeah. fly him out. Like, seriously? Like, like, he couldn't yeah. catch. Like, he couldn't come out here first class on a plane. He's got to go to the private jet. He's punching. He's punching, Brandy. He, well, what a man must have to pinch himself. He's got a private a private well, jet he, has flown from the other yeah. side of the world to pick him up and fly yeah. him out. Well, he could probably oh, afford it anyway. Like if he no, he could have. No, no, yeah. jets. No, no. NFL players don't have private jets. Teams might, but players, individual players don't. He's got some coin. Two first names, Greg Norman. There's an easy one. Mm. Greg Norman there and so um, Wendy of Warner's Bay Brent Todd. We got time to play the Brent Todd that's, audio when he that, joined the Gold Coast. That's a, that's a that's good interview. Of, that one. That, wow. What a, what a, what wow. a welcome to the what, your wow. new club, the Gold Coast. Yep. Yep. What were they? The Gold Coast two. The first up, Giants. First alliteration. Giants. 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 Gold Coast yeah. Giants. Yep. yep. Uh, what about Gordon about Tallis and Tallis Duncan? Gordon Tallis, Tallis Duncan. Well, that's right. Well, Tallis does become a first Tallis name. Tallis becomes thinks, a first name. Yeah, Gordon Tallis. Tallis, yeah. he can play Tallis Duncan. Wow. Bruce good Wayne, player. he's a good player, isn't he? Very good. He's a 10-yearer. 10-yearer. Uh, they take Cameron Murray off and he comes on. He's just getting better and better. Hello, lads. Fossey, never will forget you gave an on-air name check to my late great mum, the super coach, when calling the Queensland Cup grand final won by Wynnum Manley. Thank you. On the USA Circus, um, what would Luke Rooney think of LA and Vegas? Troy and Georgie, Sandy Island, Morton Bay. Winner Manly Grand Final. Uh, are we going back to um, when the late Paul Green coached Winner Manly? I, I did call a Grand Final back ooh, 2012, something like that. Mm. Winner under under Paul Green. It's a while back. Oh, you, you're saying that what they haven't won one since? Oh, I'd, I'd have to check. I'd have okay. To. Oh, yeah, that's Go. off the top of your head. That's, no, that's but once I've much. called, but once I've called, I, I know I haven't called them lately. So I'm going all the way back to um, 2012 when they when I called them in the grand final. What about again? Yeah, okay. Cliff or someone? Yeah. Uh huh. Um, what about Chase Stanley? Chase and Stanley. Chase uh, and interesting. Stanley. Interestingly, says the Warrior Holic. I would say 70% of Kiwi fans have spoken. I've spoken to are disappointed. Wayne didn't get the job for at least two years to mentor Stacey. General yep. sentiment is that the decision was likely influenced by the same old boys that agitated 
to get Madge sacked. Mm. Uh, yes. Um, now, now we're getting really personal. The Kingsford Well says Andrew. Call referring to me as Andrew. Uh, the only thing I find attractive with Taylor Swift is her bank balance. Not much to look at, in my opinion. So they make an equal couple. Uh, he's almost suggesting Kingswood Welder that Taylor Swift is punching. Well, okay. <laughs> it's the other well, way around. So what he's saying, he's, he's using what you did. You're, you're saying, well, if Travis Kelsey wasn't a famous NFL player, you know, well, he, he's batting above. So the yeah. welder is saying, well, if she wasn't the star, if she uh, was just a normal girl, well... Maybe they're, maybe they're suited to each other. So, so punching, all right. So, so Taylor Swift's punching. All right, now this one. Come on, Vossie. We know he's better looking, Travis Kelsey, than Travis Barker, the drummer from Blink-182. I mean, he's covered in tats head to toe. He's one of the... Which one of the Kardashians is uh, Travis Barker with, Dan? You're, you're our Kardashian uh, expert. Uh, Char- Charlie Goodsir has informed me. Courtney. 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 So Courtney, Courtney Kardashian. Mm. Um, you we're going down good lines this morning, aren't we? Tra- Travis Kelsey is seven... Travis Kelsey is six foot seven and 113 kilos. You guys say it to him, says Nathan. Chicago Bears will win it next year too, Nathan. Yeah, well, I think so. I yeah, has yeah. got it. I'm, 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 I'm all for the the, the Taylor Kelsey hookup. I'm all for that. <laughs> hookup. Andrews, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Scoop Finny Fuiaki to play Origin this year. Uh, P.S. Agree with Vossi. Ree Kelsey, head like a beaten favourite this Mike. <laughs> Tell it to his face, Mike. I've got your back, Mike. I've That's got your you, back. Mike. Yeah, Mike, you, you go Mike. up first. And we'll, uh, we'll, just, we'll just feel him out with that line. Very nice, Mike. Head like a drop pie. How about uh, this one, Andrew, before we uh, do anything we have to do? Adam Ashley Cooper. Three names. Oh, wow. Now we've got a whole new segment. That's Liam Adam. from Lagano. That's Liam. You, you win the you, prize. Unless yeah, no, someone else can prize. come up with something better than that, Liam yep. will win a prize, Andrew. A prize. Any prize. Pick a prize. Yep. Uh, morning, VB. Serious tip for heading stateside. Do not rely on digital credit, debit card, or licenses. Went last year and really struggled to hire cars, amongst other things. Despite being the land of the iPhone, they are very backward. See, right. so so don't have it on your phone. You've got to have the physical. You've got to have the mm, credit card. Got to yep. have a license, physical right. license. Don't rely don't on the just phone. Just produce it on the phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah you've got to have it. Well, okay. Is Europe different than that? You just tap away using well, the phone. Just well, produce. I don't have the digital stuff. No, so I, no. No, I produce well, I the real thing. Mm. A lot of people do. Uh, Vossie, if you weren't on TV, you'd, you'd just be eating pies out of a barrel as a single man. <laughs> that may be the dream. That may be the dream, but that's Dunny, it. Just, you would a prize too, Dunny. Yeah, yeah you can have a prize. I'll, I'll shout your pie. That's what the prize will be. Next time I see you, which hopefully is never, uh, I will shout you a pie. I'll buy you a pie. <laughs> I'll tell you what, down in the Highlands, and people would know if they go to the Highlands, mm. come nut patisserie, shut their doors. Just, no, no, not for, for good. They just mm. have a holiday, just, just taking a break. So the iconic gum nut patisserie is shut. And I've got some other news from the Southern Highlands. I think we could have its own segment. Bernie's yeah. shutting down this Sunday. The, the What's an Bernie? absolute Bernie's diner in Mossvale. Oh. People will know it. Driving back, if you come in from Canberra and you come through the Highlands, Bernie's Diner, traditional hamburgers, sort of American-style diner. Yanni, who runs under the name Bernie, runs Bernie's. It is shutting mm. down this Sunday. Gone. 
score. Uh, breakfast is powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. We are back in just a moment with our fabulous walk down memory lane. This is a famous victory, a magnificent performance. On Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy, on this day. 21st of February 2024, on this day in 2003, Shane Warne was suspended for a year after he was found to have a banjo diuretic in his system. I can confirm that the fluid tablet I took before appearing to announce my retirement from one day cricket was given to me by my mum. Contrary to speculation, saying it had nothing to do with the treatment for my shoulder injury or for masking any banned substance. Back in the day, uh, Steve Irwin was born on this day in 1962. Oh, crikey. He would have been 62 today. He would have been 62 today. He sadly passed away in 2006 at the age of 46. Channel 7 newsreader Mark Ferguson was born on this day in 1966, so it's happy 58th to Fergo. Oh, he's a good man, Mark Ferguson. He's, he's got um, very sarcastic. I, I think he should be allowed to back announce news stories with his own stuff. I think that'd be very entertaining. Uh, on this day in 2011, a 6.3 magnitude earthquake struck Christchurch in New Zealand, killing 181 people. Remember the day it was on air at the time. Yeah. I remember being, yes, I was there too. Sports commentator Sandy Roberts was on, born on this day in 1950. So it's happy 74th birthday to Sandy. He was on Channel 7 for more than four decades, covering, among other things, the Olympics, AFL and tennis. And it was on this day in 1977 that the Eagles released this iconic track. Such a lovely place, such a lovely place. If you're listening, us, uh, that's a great tune, isn't it? Great album. Um, SENQ in Brisbane. We say goodbye. Patton Hills are coming up next. For everyone else, stay with us. David Ricciao live from America straight after the news. David Newey and former Kiwi cricketer Chris Harris also along later in the show. Right here on your home of sports, Sydney, SEN 1170 AM. David Riccio coming up very shortly, live from the States. Uh, Dan says, wow, just learnt my favourite song came out on my birthday, Hotel California. I never knew that. Uh, Steve, Steve Irwin's birthday, of course, which we spoke about. He, he would have been 62. Julia Serving as well, Drew Barrymore and Sean Tate, all today. Thanks, Dan. Um, I must say that we had a text. Was it our first text of the day? The Shoalhaven Doctor, I think it was. He said... Um, Tim David, how many other sportsmen have a first name as a last name? And he said, apart from Greg Alexander, Tim David. The list has gone on. Gordon Tallis, Tallis Duncan, Tim David, Greg Alexander, Mark Taylor, Brett Lee, Drew Mitchell, Ricky Stewart, Brian Fletcher, Greg Norman, Brent Todd, Chase Stanley. Then we had the winner, Adam Ashley Cooper, three names. But the questions come up, has someone got female name, female name? Woman, woman, so we've got, got man, man. Brian, Brian Lara. Lara, but yeah, yep. Brian Lara is half and half. Boy, girl. But can we have Lara have Lara? Girl, is there girl. anyone? Yeah, that's right, girl, girl. So is there a sportsman out there with a girl, girl <laughs> Sports name? person. Yes. Sports person. <laughs> Establish the pronoun, Brandy. Establish the pronoun. Uh, i, I got to say, one thing that came out yesterday again, and, and I don't care if you shoot us down, I love Peter Volandis. 
I mean, he's just a visionary. He makes things happen. He's so switched on. He said, the next step with Vegas, want to get a Super League game there as well. Like, that is such a, that's a brilliant idea. Because the Poms will come over. They, they, they can join the party too. And Rugby League, forever stronger. We have NRL. Imagine the festival of Rugby League. So we have Super League game in between a couple of NRL games. And he also said, a women's Rugby League game. We're going to get that there in the next cycle that we've got here. We're, we're there for five years. Yep. Let's not just limit it to a double header. Let's get bigger and better every year. Mm. <laughs> He's on it, man. He, 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 is. He, is, he has got it. You know, last year, and, and we kept saying, Andrew, is the game, does it, has it been any bigger over the last couple of seasons? And, and I, I, I said, well, I don't think it has. And mm. that was confirmed yesterday when revenue distributions to clubs, like so what they pay, what they hand out to the clubs, our asset base, how many people watched the game last year, through the roof, everything. Yeah. Everything yeah. through the roof, um, which is great for the game. There were some figures yesterday. The NRLW, yeah, that was through, way over the, the AFL NRLW per game. The, per yes. game um, was quite amazing. Enormous. There's a, there's far more AFLW games, but per game the average was uh, enormous. It was a it was a knockout win for the NRLW, and they should be very proud of that because the product just gets better and better. That's a, that's a tribute to the athletes playing the game. They've just they're they're fast tracking to a, a a better product from what we saw ten years ago. It's been fantastic development. In that department. So coming up on the program, we have David Riccio in America. Um, we will be crossing to Chris Harris, who was part of the SENZ commentary team last, uh, team last night in that stunning opening Thriller. T20 match. One on the last ball, Tim David with a four. And David Newey later in the program, uh, really one of the founding fathers of rugby league in the US, who's been flying the flag for rugby league since the mid-90s. Uh, he'll be on the program, and he will be headed to Vegas in just over a week's time. So plenty to look forward to on the program today at uh, seven and a half minutes after seven. Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy. And now on Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy, the back page with David Riccio. How are things going over there, David? Hey, good morning, Brandy. Good morning, Vossie. Yeah, going well. I, good news. The sun's out over here. It's been pretty torrential rain over the last couple of days, but the sun is back out in, in sunny San Diego, where I'm based with the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Um, and guys, they've hit the training paddock for the first time. Uh, over the last two days, South Sydney came over on two separate flights. The entire squad and coaching staff, um, a, a, a plane load came on the first day, and then the second day, that the remainder of uh, on, on Monday, and the rem- remainder came on Tuesday. And... Um, They've hit the training paddock for the first time uh, at the University of uh, of San Diego here in California. And it, it was pretty much a turn-the-legs over session, guys. Just important to, to you know, break up the jet lag and get the group together. The The spotlight is on Cody Walker, uh, guys. He's had, a, he's had a calf issue uh, that obviously saw his withdrawal from the Indigenous side. I, I watched Cody train. Uh, he was off to the side doing a rehab program running program, slowly building up the progression of his loads in the countdown to the Las Vegas kickoff. Um, I've got to say, there's a level of you know, huge confidence that Cody Walker will play. Um, and at, at this point in time, today was very much, as I said, uh, ticking the boxes that need to be ticked, knowing that they still have a fair few days to play with. So 
all in all, a pretty positive um, pro- positive start for South Sydney. They've hit the gym at the moment. Uh, they're in there pumping weights. Um, and then they'll uh, reconvene this afternoon with a trip um, uh, to visit uh, the U.S. Navy um, down here in San Diego. San Diego's a huge Navy um, and nice. a, a maritime um, based down here in San Diego, and that's where South Sydney uh, will go spend uh, the afternoon with the U.S. Navy. Oh, that'll be interesting. Um, now, we, I threw yeah. out there, where, where are Brisbane and the Roosters staying? MC, Michael Cariana, straight on the text line this morning. Uh, Roosters and Broncos staying in L.A. South are in San Diego. And Anthony Seabold, when leaving, had a crack at South Sydney. He left the, the Roosters and the Broncos out, even though they're not in Vegas. But Manly are staying in Vegas. Mm. Uh, David, did you speak to Jason Dimitriou about Anthony Seabold's comments? Yeah, I did. We did. Uh, a couple of uh, my, my media colleagues uh, just had a quick uh, chat to Jason about that. Look, he had a smile on his face. He thought it was all quite comical um, and, and, and didn't really see the the angst or, or you know, didn't see it as a barb or a jab from Anthony Seabold. Um, he, he basically just said, look, we've come to San Diego to, to build our preparation here and Manly have chosen Las Vegas and good luck to him. And at the end of the day, we're all here. We're all here to promote rugby league across uh, America. He pointed out that very fact that you said, Brandy, that it's a good thing that the four clubs are spread out on the West Coast. Like it's, as opposed to just being bunkered down in all the same one location, they are spread out and and spreading the word. Um, look, my personal opinion, I, I I don't, I would have I would have preferred the South Sydney setup in San Diego rather than ten day preparation in Las Vegas. And I just think uh, being and watching State of Origin camps, just having that that diversity for players to get out of the hotel, uh, go to the beach, go to a cafe switch off between training sessions. I don't know if Las Vegas does that. It'll be interesting to see. I might be left eating my words after Manly's performance, but I I think I prefer the three other clubs' decision to be based outside of Las Vegas. But, David, won't there be a point where they are all in Vegas? Like, how many days out is that? I know the NRL fan site, uh, that's on the Thursday night before the game, and the game, remember, is a Saturday night in Vegas. Is that the day that they arrive? Are they yep. only going to be there for a couple of days in Vegas? In my understanding, it's the Wednesday, um, Wednesday. that they arrive prior to uh, the Las Vegas kickoff, Aussie. So there will be a lot of, you know, there's about three to four days of promotion on the ground when they do arrive. Um, certainly, I know that Fox League will be, uh, you know, almost running a 24-7 channel. Um, yeah. Of coverage in relation to... Live shows in car parks outside... Australians lobbying, what could go wrong? I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be like, yeah. it's, uh, yeah. it's going to be big. It's going to be big, uh, David. Yeah. Um, can we just yeah. play the Anthony Seabold uh, audio? Because I yeah, thought, while, while Jason Dimitri laughed it off, Anthony Seabold, it was pretty deliberate what he was, what he was saying. It was, it was definitely firing a shot across the bow. Yeah, well, it'd be nice if the Bunnies sort of came and promoted the game in Las Vegas. I mean, one of the reasons why we're going there 11 days beforehand is to promote the game. I think, you know, the NRL have wanted to um, you know, take the game to Las Vegas. So we're doing our job. All our training sessions are open sessions. So supporters, media, uh, are more than welcome to come to all of our sessions. 
Um, we've got a number of corporates and, and supporters and members that are coming across. So we want to do the right thing by the game. We want to go there. As I said, we've come up with a really good strategy to minimise any distractions. Uh, but we also want to give the guys a life experience. They're adults and we're going to treat them like adults. But as I said, the whole idea is to promote the game for the NRL. And um, we feel obliged to do that. I, I, Anthony Seabold made a point of saying, well, they're adults. Um, we're taking them to Vegas, and we think that they can behave themselves. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens D- by the end well, of Well, D- Doug was an adult in The Hangover as well, in the movie <laughs> The Hangover. He was an adult. He ended up on a mattress in a hotel for three days, you know. Um, well, yeah. David, and, and, and I've, I've had similar conversations. I've had similar uh, conversations, Bossy, with Jason Demetrio about what I, I asked him. Has he put curfews on them? Has he put alcohol bans on them? And he said no. And he said a similar response to what Anthony Seabold has said about treating them like adults. And I can tell you that come come Friday night and Saturday night, the players actually had free time, leisure time, to take in the sights and sounds of whatever they want. And you know, there'll be a large contingent heading to either a Lakers or Clippers game uh, in LA. And, you know, world-famous and tragic Souths fan, kid, the kid Leroy, uh, the, the hip-hop artist, has invited the South Sydney players to his house, his mansion in L.A. Now, what could go wrong there? Now, yeah. all the boys all the boys just piling into an L.A. mansion yeah. for a Friday night kick-on with um, with one of the, the world's <laughs> they best still, hip-hop artists. But, they still kid um, Leroy's tiger. They, they end up taking it home. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Has he got any wild animals? Yeah. Uh, David, we're actually going to have Jason Dimitrio on the program tomorrow morning, so we look forward to that one. Uh, we are taking tips from people on things both serious and not so serious out of America. One thing that was said was uh, digital, like your licence on your phone, your credit card on your phone, not that, um, not that efficient. Have you found that in your uh, travels around? Uh, no, I, I, it's been... A-okay at this point in time. I mean, I've just been tapping like crazy, guys. <laughs> just, um, you know, um, to buy a coffee, no problem. Tap away. Tap away. Um, so, but yeah, is that no, off the, no, off the no, phone, no, off the phone or the physical credit card with you? On the phone, on the phone. On the phone, yeah, well, there you on go. On the phone, Working yeah. okay. Good stuff. Mm. No problem. Uh, okay, some signings. Luciano uh, Leilua signs with the Dragons on a three-year deal. Um, Adam Reynolds signs a one-year extension. Mm. Uh, we had Brad, uh, Braden Hamlin-Uelli re-signing with the Sharks. But uh, uh, what do you think about the signing of uh, Leilua? Yeah, look, I think I think it's needed, absolutely needed by St. George Illawarra. It gives the, certainly adds a new you know, dimension to that pack uh, at the Dragons where I... Well, I think they need they need they need to bolster. Uh, they need they need someone like Luciano Leilua, who I believe you know he, he played a very good season last season with the Cowboys. Um, clearly, the concern is is the price and whether they get bang for buck. But that's where St George Illawarra are at, yeah. and and I think it's important that Shane Flanagan continues to pick up these types of signings to to replenish the roster. Um, uh, I don't know what you guys think, but I think, as I said, I just think that for, for where Saints are at, it's a good buy. Yeah, what 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 clubs are willing and different clubs are willing to pay different players um, all depends on how much they need them, and and you can't be going into the season. No disrespect to Tom Eisenhuth, but can't, you can't have Tom starting in the back row. Um, that that yeah. that wasn't going to work really. Uh, so 
yeah. with Jaden Sewer yeah. on one side of the field, Leilua on the other side of the field. Um, you know, and whether they've paid too much, well, that's you said it, David. That that's the position the Dragons find themselves in now. They, there's really not much bargaining power. If they need someone, they got to they got to pay for them. That's Simple right. as that. That's right. Yeah. I think look, and Adam Reynolds' uh, extension at the Brisbane Broncos. Um, I think you will see guys post that one year deal. Adam moving into a, a coaching role. Uh, with the Broncos as well, and I don't, I, that that doesn't come as a great surprise. The extension, I think, I think Adam certainly showed, and we all saw it, the way he performed, um, leading the Broncos to the grand final. But he certainly got more football left in him. The obvious concerns are in and around his body uh, and the soft tissue injuries that he he does frequently pick up, but managed well. He's just too good a footballer. And the, the the lack of quality halves on the open market, I think it's a, it's, a, it's an easy signing for the Brisbane Broncos. A uh, little shot at me uh, because I don't use the digital system, nor does Brandy, but I'm copying it. If Ossie's one of those annoying people that you get stuck behind at the servo <laughs> that takes an extra 20 seconds to pull his card out of his wallet, then enter his pin. Use your phone like the rest of us, Vossie. Wallets are only needed if you're buying drugs or playing the pokies. Thank you for that uh, bit of <laughs> life advice. Mystery bad. Mystery bad. This is heavy, isn't it? Well, <laughs> stuff we get. No patience, mystery yes. man. Well, well, God forbid if you have to put Well, I don't. No, I don't. I, I do not have anything on the... Well, my license on the phone, but I've still got the heart. I'll still produce the... Well, I haven't even, uh, my license isn't even on my phone. I've got oh, nothing. Well, yeah. I don't, yeah, I'm very annoying. Two names. Same uh, name and first name. Uh, we're thinking of journos. Dean Ritchie. We're going through people that have uh, a last name that's a first name. We started off with Tim David and Greg Alexander. We're working through. So Dean Ritchie is one. I can't think of any other journo that has a first last name, is there? Trying to think. No. 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 Brent Reed. No. Just trying to think, boys. Paul um, Kent. No. Paul Kent. Paul Kent. There you go. Yes. Paul Kent. Kent. Um, <laughs> That'll do. Thank you. Beautiful uh, stuff. The, Wayne Bennett missed out on the Kiwi job, and very quickly after that, uh, there was news out that Parramatta were linked with Wayne Bennett. Is there now? Um, the CEO has the the EL CEO, um, Jim Santorini, is it? Saratonis um, has uh, has shut that has, has, has shut Whatever. that down. Uh, no yeah, surprise to see boys, Bennett. Bennett's name will be linked with a no lot surprise. of clubs. Yep. Yeah. Look, uh, uh, no, no, no surprise that ELC Jim Tarantino has come out and shot that down. Um, look, it, it, it probably leads to more the, the focal point of Brad Arthur and, and and whether you know how much pressure he goes into this season now with Parramatta, and, and maybe it's just some it's some massaging and some uh, attempted agitation dare I say, uh, to, to mount that pressure on Brad Arthur from external sources. Uh, this story uh, has emerged. Uh, it comes as, a, as a somewhat of a surprise, but certainly no surprise that yeah. Jim Tarantino just shot that down straight away. And, and I must say, guys, Jim, Jim isn't a... He rarely buys into media headlines at all. He, he's, he's one of the more reserved... NRL CEOs in the competition, so for him to stick his head up and and shoot it down probably probably says says it all. Mm. More names coming through thick and fast uh, from Bruce of Batlow, Ray Warren, James Graham, Andrew Webster. 
Yeah, we're just, just flying them out. Yeah. <laughs> just coming thick and there fast. There we go. But no girl, Let girl yet. Boy, girl. No. No, no girl, no. girl. Mm-hmm. I reckon there might be a Riccio somewhere in the world. Someone's got Riccio as a first name. Possibly. Potentially. Riccio David running around. Yeah. So, so you're San Diego for the duration with the Rabbitohs, David. That's your brief, or you are going to uh, move across to where the other teams are? You're going to bob in there, or you're just going straight on to Vegas and uh, live it up? No. No, the Daily Telegraph has journalists positioned with uh, all four clubs, and, and you're right, Bossy, this is my brief, the South Sydney Rabbitohs. So I will be based with the Bunnies uh, until heading over to Las Vegas next Wednesday. So... Anything that happens with the bunny, we'll be across it. All right. And to complete the conversation, Black Stump Eel is too clever. Just on the woman's name, girl, girl. Well, if a woman married a man with the name, she will get Mrs. Alexander. So Tanya Alexander would be someone who has female name and no. Is that it? No, 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 no. no. If, no. if someone married Brian Lara. R.S. Um, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> There's two females. Tanya Lara. Same your surname wasn't Alexandra Because yes. Alexandra Then we could get away with it David, fascinating segment mm. uh, You keep looking after yourself yes. over there With your digital card tapping away Go well David yes. Well really quick, really quickly um, Interestingly And on this name discussion point And this could mm. be another topic guys mm. um, Rugby league journalist Tony Adams Married Tony Adams Oh, wow. Yeah. He married. Tony Adams married a Tony Adams. There you go. That's. I think it would go well. No, that's great. Have a sleep, mate. Jet lag's set in. Channel 7 had a reporter, remember, (laughs) reporting out the front of Amy Park, and her name was Amy Park. That was incredible. We did that on the footy show. Her name was Amy Park, and they sent it to Amy Park to do the story. Uh, fantastic areas there. Um, this is what a, what a show. You can have your say on all the big NRL issues that David just mentioned. Give us a call now on one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Have the Dragons made the right decision signing Luciano Leilua? Is the one year extension for Adam Reynolds a good move for the Broncos? And if you're a Parramatta fan, would you like to entertain the thought of Wayne Bennett at your club? Have your say. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Breakfast powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Amy Parks joins us live from Amy Park. Amy, what's the latest? There you go, That's proof. So, good. so Amy, Amy Parks, Parks, was it? Yeah, Amy Parks still. at Amy Park. There you go. Mm. How good. Um, the news editor yeah. must have done that. They, they've, they've, she's actually the court reporter, but they sent her out to Amy Park to cover a story on the Melbourne Storm. Like, they must right. have. To one, to one you didn't hear some snickering in the background, you know, sort of <laughs> laughing. Um, mm. Adam Ashley Cooper is so f- so far the best because it's three names. Right. Um, but we did say, is there anyone out there with a girl-girl name? Like Brian Lara, boy-girl. Um, Pales Wash, and I, I don't know if that's how you say his name, um, but he said NRLW, Isabel Kelly. Yeah. Nice. There it is. That's good. That's solid. There it is. That's really good areas. Uh, reaction to David Riccio's segment. Uh, Morning, VB. I think the Dragons have made a smart play in signing Luciano. If reports are correct, the Cowboys are kicking in nearly half of the 900. Well, no, the Cowboys have been paying him since if he gets 900 for the year. He's already been paid his salary for November, December, January, February. So four of the 12 months are paid already by the Cowboys. 
Yeah, and so it, does, it doesn't it doesn't quite work. Yeah, so so whatever whatever the four months come to out of the nine hundred that he's on, um, mm. you can work just three hundred. But then, but then it's nine hundred next year and the year after. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So it's top Still, dollar. It's, yeah, it's it absolute is. top dollar. Uh, not a Dragons fan, but not sure why they're being smashed for paying Leilua Lewis seven hundred a year. But the Cowboys weren't. Also, why aren't the Cowboys being smashed for paying Leilua $200,000 to play for another club? That's clearly the worst decision here. Jason goes on all the time. There are players mm. everywhere this year Jason. being played for rival clubs yep. to play at a rival club. <laughs> They're, it's everywhere. You'd be quite surprised. Yeah. Uh, Penrith. Mm. Regan Campbell-Gillard. Wonga Blake. Yeah. Yeah, yeah still. Okay. Uh, also, oh, no, this still. one, I think, I think not Reg's, still, but Reg's they were for some out. time. Yeah. Yep. Uh, this one, morning, boys, with Bennett being linked to Para, I was just wondering what his tracksuit collection must look like. Been at plenty of clubs and got all the gear. Does he have individual wardrobes for each club? Panther George, interested to mm. know, does Wayne keep something from all the clubs that he's been at? What a question. Uh, I think he would. I think he would. Don't know if it's tracksuits hanging in his cupboard, but um, mm. I'm, I'm sure he does. Ponder that. On to that. 7.30 news up next. We're straight back after the news with some of the other big sports headlines of the morning. Stay with us. Thanks for making the switch to the home of sport in Sydney. SEN 1170 AM. Vanessa, thank you. Breakfast is powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Here are some of the stories of the morning. Australia off to a winning start in the T20 series against the Kiwis. Tim David hitting a boundary on the final ball of the game to see Australia home. We'll discuss this in detail shortly with Chris Harris who was calling all the action for SEN. We spoke with Dave Riccio about South's first training session in San Diego. Prior to that, Luttrell um, spoke about his arrival into the States and had a message for American sports fans. Nah, I was the first one in, so I just went straight through, stepped the water patrol and then all the way. Yeah, I can't wait. I heard there's about you know 30,000 sold, so hopefully we get a few more. Make sure you know, you're booking in and um, come out and see some, you know, some real, uh, real sports. So. Could, could Luttrell get, um, what's his name, Luke? Combs, what was his name? Coombs, Combs, what was his name? Dan, what was the Luke Combs. Combs. Combs, Luke, Luke Combs. Combs. He went on stage with him. I wonder if he could just ring him up, hook up, bring him along. He's a sort of big over big there, name. isn't he? Yeah, big name. Get him along. Get him along. Get, got to, got to use favours. It's like LinkedIn. You've got a network here to bring in the celebrities. Like Snoop Dogg, surely got to come back. He wore Rabbitohs top one time. He's got to come back and support <laughs> South. <laughs> the random Reynolds. South jumper. Mm. Bert Reynolds is he still with us? He he wore a South yeah. jacket. I remember one he stage. Did. Yeah, so bring Big them name. in. Where's Dave Letterman? Uh, Where's the South City owner Dave Letterman and Billy Crystal? Where are they? Are they coming out to see their football team? That was a weird story a few weeks ago. Oh, good points. Yeah, that, that was strange, wasn't it? Dave <laughs> yeah. Letterman. I now own the Rabbitohs. Uh, confirmation yes. overnight are that J- Jared Warrior Hargreaves Vossi will play uh, a year, a season with Hulk KR. Mm. So retiring from the, the Roosters mm. after a stellar career and one year over there in in the English Super League. And before we take a break, uh, Dan, hit the Namibian or the Nambian National Anthem because there's been some big news overnight, folks. Tipped by Hammy Goodman in Sportsbet yesterday. They were the outsiders, but Nambi, Nambia, Namibia uh, beat Nepal by two wickets in the tournament that they're playing. Kill the music. One well of the done. great moments. We're here for Brighton's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Brighton's Lawyers and former Kiwi cricketer Chris Harris, part of the SENZ commentary team last night, calling the thriller in the capital in Wellington, is on the show right here on the Home of Sport in Sydney, SEN 1170 AM. What a finish. 
First game of the Chapel, Hadley comes down to this, the last ball, four runs needed, the Flames burst above the side screens at respective ends. Tim Southey up against Tim Davids, right hand quick against right hand batsman, David hits powerfully to the onside, into a gap at deep pocket, he's won the game, Tim David, a brilliant, brilliant cameo at the end alongside his heroic captain Mitch Marsh who's put on a clinic himself at seven sixes but Tim David has come in and slammed the door on New Zealand's face and Australia win with a last ball thriller at Sky Stadium that Chapel Hadley is here with a bang Australia get home also part of the commentary team for SEN was New Zealand cricket legend Chris Harris. The all-rounder played 23 tests for the Kiwis, 250 one-day internationals, and he joins us on the line. Uh, Chris, great way to start the, uh, the the series between the two countries. Morning, guys. Yeah, what a fantastic first game. I mean, I'm always excited the first match of a series, and, and what an absolute banger. I mean, that was fantastic. And, and hopefully, even the excitement that Australia got across the line, that the excitement still came through. And, um, well, Daniel McCarty was doing ball by ball. I thought he did a wonderful job. Um, and, yeah, it was just it was a pleasure to be there live and watch quality cricket like that. I mean, both teams, from a batting perspective, were absolutely phenomenal. And it just shows this is going to be a spectacular series, which is exciting. For those who weren't tuned in last night, 32 to win with nine balls remaining. Tim David on strike. What were you thinking in the commentary box, Chris? I was thinking, I actually did turn to Daniel McCarty and said these last two balls of this penultimate over from Adam Milner, crucial. Um, Unfortunately, he got his length wrong, got a couple of length balls, and it just, Tim David just showed the reason that Australia have, you know, a big believer in his, just the power that he possesses. And when he hit, hit those two sixes, I said, I think we've lost this. Um, you know, it, it meant that I think it brought it down to 15 or 16 off the last over. Um, if, any, if only one of those had gone for six, you know, 22 off the last over is, is a big ask in, in, in any man's game. But, um, yeah, those two sixes from Tim David. Actually, his whole innings, 31 from 10 balls. I mean, Mitch Marsh was exceptional with seven sixes himself and played a, a brilliant innings and bowled superbly. But that Tim David innings was the difference between the two sides. But it was just... It was just a phenomenal game of cricket and a pleasure to be there and to call it. Uh, Ratchan Ravindra, who we who we uh, got to know through the You don't the like World him Cup. much, do you? <laughs> we, 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 did, we didn't know much about Ratchan. And I, I guess even Kiwis who don't follow the game very closely didn't know a whole lot about Ratchan Ravindra before the World Cup. But he had one hell of a World Cup and uh, his form continues. Yeah, absolutely set himself up in lights in the World Cup, didn't he, with a, a great 100 against Australia and two others. So he scored 300s in the World Cup, which on yep. its own is absolutely phenomenal. He's come home, got an opportunity in Test cricket, scored a double 100. Um, and ironically, probably our most informed batsman, I thought at the start of his innings, he struggled more than most. I think at one stage he was 9 from 12, and he was cloffing it, wasn't hitting it great. And then all of a sudden, um, Zampa came on, who's one of... Australia's go-to men in the T20 game with ball in hand, um, and he just took him apart. Now, I think that got him underway, and he hit, as I said, I think he ended up hitting six sixes himself. Um, and from a slow start, it ended up being a phenomenal innings, but it's it's no question that he's certainly well-known in Australia and New Zealand now after his last couple of performances.
you do like to see a bowler get on top, and because it doesn't happen very often in in 2020. Uh, I thought Lockie Ferguson was outstanding, and Mitchell Santner. Um, he, he had he had Mitch Marsh tied up, and he and he nearly got him a few times. Uh, I, I thought Santner's last over was was almost enough to to get the Kiwis home. Yeah, it was a great point. I, like I think actually Ish Sodi was put under pressure as well, and I think Ish Sodi bowled an over which I think only went to say maybe nine or ten, and then Mitch Santner followed it up with his over, um, which at the time I thought was was crucial as well because it just. I mean, as an Australian, watching everyone thinking, oh, you've got to get up with the rate. You've got to try and mm. score some more boundaries. And I thought both of those guys did an exceptional job. But it's fair to say all the bowlers at different times last night were put under so much pressure because of the quality of, of batsmanship and the power that both teams showed. And, and, and by New Zealand standards, it was quite a inexperienced and young middle water for us, but they absolutely delivered. Um, but, yeah, it, 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 it could have easily been a match-winning over that one from Mitch Santner. But I thought Australia probably, although they made a couple of mistakes outfielded us, we missed a couple of opportunities in the deep to get rid of um, Mitch Marsh yeah. at the end, which would have been the difference. Yep. Just speaking more uh, broadly just about the T20 cricket, we you know we have a Big Bash summer. Um, it, it's ratings again. Crowds were fantastic for the Big Bash. New Zealand, T20 cricket, uh, you know, fantastic night out where you have 431 runs, bigger than ever. Chris, what's your overview of T20 cricket um, there in New Zealand? Oh, I think when your game's like that, it's exciting. It's certainly got a, a, um, a slightly different audience, probably a younger audience to the longer formats. But, um, you know, and, and so I think any time we can develop a format or a game in cricket that brings us a new audience is, is great for the game. Um, you know, the traditionalists call it sort of hit and giggle, but, you know, if we, if we look at the skills that were on display um, last night, it's pretty hard to say it was hit and giggle. I think it's, um, you know, games like that, it's exceptional. I find it a very, very tough game for the bowlers. Um, occasionally the bowlers get their way when they get on a surface that holds up a little bit or offers a bit of swing or scene. But when you get on a surface like they gave us at um, Sky Stadium last night and it was a drop in pitch, it was just a phenomenal batting wicket with slightly short square boundaries. And it's fair to say the bats prospered. So, um, as I said, if you get games like that, oh, I think it's a terrific format. Yeah. Just a well, quick one from Matt. Just a quick one from yes. Matt before we get said the, the finish to last night's game uh, in New Zealand needed just one thing, underarm from the Kiwi bowler. <laughs> Last ball. <laughs> yeah, we, hey, we would, we would never do that. Look, to be fair, Glenn Phillips had a chance to stop it. It was, it was funny because it probably wasn't Glenn Phillips' best night in the field and he's n- normally finished. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, you know, he's quick mm. to the ball and, and he doesn't miss many opportunities. He, he missed one, you know, deep square to get rid of Mitch Marsh. And then that one, he tried to slap it back. And it, although it was extremely tough, it sort of went under his hand. So yeah. you could see how disappointed he was at the end, lying on the ground, punching the ground. So I think he thought he should have done better. But um, I'm sure he'll make up for it in the rest of the series. Yeah. And we'll game two tomorrow night. Um, prediction, will there be changes, anything different? Or are we in for a run fest again? No, we're in for a run fest at Eden Park. Slightly different um, shaped ground. This time the boundary is straight, a short, and bigger, square. So you'll see the, all the seamers from both teams bowling a little bit shorter. Um, I'm not sure what Australia will do with their side. Um, I believe that um, Matthew Wade might be on the way over, so I'm not sure whether he'll come in. Um, don't think Steve Smith will break into this um, side after that performance last night from the Aussies. And I'm pretty sure Trent Bolt will come in from Tim Southey. Um, so it'll be pretty much more of the same. It's going to be um, an absolute run fest over here and, and must-watching.
Yeah, exciting way to start the series. Uh, look forward to tomorrow night's game in Auckland. Uh, Chris, thanks for, thanks for joining us. Pleasure. Anytime, guys. Great stuff. Chris Harris, um, and almost, almost a double name. Chris Harrison. Mm. And Chris Harris, I don't think, passes uh, the test, does it? Um, there's amazing uh, text coming in. This one, on these names, what actually happens when two generations of hyphens marry? Imagine Roger Tuavasa's Sheik's kid marries Dallin Wateni Zalesniak's kid and they had a son named after Sonny Bill. It would be Sonny Bill Tuavasa Sheik Wateni Zalesniak. Well, there I'd love a... to hear Blocker call that name on a line break. Yeah, Andrew, wasn't there a, there was a young bloke, and I can't remember which game he was playing in uh, over mm. the weekend. He had four names. Four names. Yeah, yep. four names. Did you call that what one? was that? Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, we did. Oh, sorry, we call so many games. Yeah. Oh, well, man. One of, yeah, one of them. So that was new. Yeah. Four, na- four names w- four with games. one. One player with only one number next to his name. That was... Uh, I hadn't seen that before. That was yeah. a surprise. <laughs> That's a surprise. Uh, we are here oh, for Brighton's Lawyers. Thank you. That just gives an official confirmation. We're here for Brighton's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Brighton's Lawyers. Just a reminder, we are at Belmore tomorrow night. 43 players have been listed. Only three have played NRL and one hasn't played NRL for 12 years. It's just <laughs> Yulene Gordon. So we're in for quite a night, Brandy, tomorrow night. Uh, yes, we are. 43 names, three NRL yep. players. Vossiaki coming up. Stay with us on the Home of Sport in Sydney SEN, 11.70am. There is a Premier League game happening right now. Um, it's Liverpool taking on Luton Town. Luton Town scored the first goal and until the 56th minute, uh, 56th minute, they were leading 1-0, but uh, two goals in the space of two minutes for Liverpool. Um, sees the score now 70 minutes deep, 2-1 Liverpool delivered with gusto. What about this from Mark? Brian Lara's daughter is, and he's written, drumroll, Sydney Lara. Named after his 277 at the SCG. Well, that's not totally correct. We'd have called it 277 if it was. But yeah, named after the city where he scored the 277. Sydney Lara. Yes. And Mrs. Lara is obviously... um, Female name into female name too. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Um, Phil the Dragon, hi boys. Where's the outrage from the Tay-Tay Greenies fans for the abuse of the carbon footprint by using the private jet to pick up her Neanderthal boyfriend? So Taylor Jet, uh, Taylor Jet, Taylor Swift flew out in her jet to Australia and sent it mm. back empty to pick up Are they... Travis Kelsey to bring him back and they'll fly back together. I said. I've missed this. Are Taylor Swift fans or Greenies? Like, is mm. Oh, well, she talks about that. Double yeah, the carbon footprint, the whole thing. Right. Uh, Mitch Kenny and Peter Peters. <coughs> Peter. <laughs> Mitch. Mitch and Kenny. No, but hang on, I said Peter Peters. No one's called Peters. His surname like is Peters, plural. Andrew Johns. Not Peter Peter. Johns. Yeah, he's not Peter Peter. <laughs> uh, Brendan Julian, Chris Gale, Mitchell Johnson. There you go. There's uh, uh, a three or there. Lovely stuff. Now, yesterday we had the debate, uh, Taylor Swift or the Beatles, which is bigger, or whom is bigger? Who is bigger in 50 years' time? Are we still going to be playing Taylor Swift 50 years well, we after we played the Beatles? We asked everyone to vote on who they wanted to hear. Yeah. We were going That's to do Taylor Swift for three days leading up to her first Sydney you know, we concert, were. but we were outvoted. <laughs> yeah, smashed. So here it is. Thursday morning, uh, we are... 
Just a one slip away from another round of the preseason challenge in the rugby league. Doubleheader at Belmore tomorrow night. World Club Challenge. We've barely made mention of it. It's this weekend. It is it Penrith is v Wigan. Mm-hmm. Sellout crowd. Going to be huge. And then, of course, it's then full-on focus countdown to Vegas, which is Australian time. Sunday week, Fox League coverage will be from midday. Fox League exclusive coverage of the very first match of the season. So the South Manly game is the first game. It'll be around about 1.30pm on that uh, Sunday afternoon, Sunday week. And then Roosters and Broncos, the second game. But um, that's what we've got ahead of us. Mm. I know know some of the Fox League team are up early Sunday morning to cover the World Club Challenge. Uh, So you can watch that on Fox League as well. Um, Vossi, we have mentioned the the doubleheader at Belmore, um, the South Roosters game, which is devoid of most first graders because they're in America. Uh, But Mm. the game after that, the second game, uh, I I think the Sharks and the Dogs are going in with round one teams. They're going in with their, their best. Crichton's kick playing. Owl. <laughs> yeah, they're all playing. Um, how long old. they play for, I'm not sure, but both Sharks and Dogs uh, come into this one at full strength. The, the, well, those available. If there's anyone unavailable through injury or there's um, the Dogs and Sharks have picked their best teams. So mm. that's uh, that's something to look forward to tomorrow night. Uh, now, this one. Uh, from uh, I went to school with a girl called Peter Taylor. P-E-T-A Taylor. Two boys' names and two girls' names in one. Wow. That's, you know what I mean? Like, it, it is. Well, that's covering both. That's everything. How many that's how many secret set. power boost banks are we going to give away <laughs> well, today? We're going to about five. Uh, six minutes after eight on this Thursday. Now, a segment we want to introduce this year, and you can certainly get a part of it and... and um, and, and nominate some suggestions for us. Just get on the text and say, this is someone I'd like to do. We're going to do Throwback Thursday. So we'll reminisce a little. We'll pull someone from the past to talk. Not a, not a current sports person. Um, but today, well, I'll tell you who we're going to in a moment. Because we've come up with it. Dan's been working hard. He's, he's got through his criticism of Come Together by the Beatles being his Beatles song. He's so it could be. Soap now. Yeah. No, no, it yeah, could be well, anything. Do, just before you before you play the opener, which you have worked hard on, <laughs> worked I'm worried about very the, hard. After, after the Beatles song, I'm worried about it. But uh, yeah. it could be a sporting event, so it could be a famous game. That's it. Um, yes, good sports point. person could be a famous fan, um, uh. and retelling their story of why. But very so we're, we're, we've got all bases broad covered. Canvas. Mm. Yeah, very so broad canvas. Throw back Thursday, Dan. Let's hear your best work. <laughs> On Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy. Throwback Thursday. Nice work there. Nice, nice. That's good. That's good. That's up. Throwback Thursday. Well, there's there's two components to this. In fact, there's more than that because uh, you've been given the heads up on our next guest, David Newey. Um, we go back to 1990 and 1991, the St. George Dragons. That's first grade time for David Newey. And then his career takes him all over the place and a bit of rugby. But it's the American angle that we want to really focus on today. He, he moved over to the States. Well, David will tell us, but it was very early 90s. And he basically, I've labelled him founding father, one of the founding fathers of rugby league in the USA because he's had a lot to do with flying the flag for the great sport. He must almost have to pinch himself that now there's a double header in the NRL coming to Vegas Let's welcome him to Throwback Thursday right now. That makes you old, David. That means you're not on this segment unless you're old. 
Welcome to the show. <laughs> Boys, how are you? That, that's a nice intro. You make me feel really old. Thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, David. That, that means we're all old, all of us. Yes. All three of us. For the record, David, 57, 57, David. Is that correct, 57? <laughs> yeah, I'll take 57, mate. That's fine. <laughs> or maybe 58. No, I think yeah, you're 58. Come on, Vossi, come I think, yeah. Yeah, I think I've under club there, 58. Yeah. Mate, I think I think that one of the fellows sitting at the desk there might be the same same age. He mightn't be remember, but we went back all the way to high school playing against each other. Greg Alexander. Oh, I, said, no, I said that yesterday, didn't I, Vossi? I said, <laughs> yes. David and I, I'm sure David and I played against each other. James Cookai, Brian Smith, the coach. James Cookai. Um, yeah. yeah. James Cookai. Those, those were the days. We we, they were so great, mate. I'll tell you a funny story if you've got a second since it's throwback Thursday. Yes. We sat in the, and Brian Smith was our coach at James Cook, and we had some talented players with us. Dennis Kinchella, there's a name that goes back as well. He was oh, on our team Dennis way back when. Big wigger. And we did a team meeting. We were about to play Fairfield, I guess, in one of the end of the season competitions at Commonwealth Bank Cup or something. And Fairfield, they had some big names in their team, and Smithy went through the list. It was the likes of Max Mannix, mm-hmm. Paul Langmack. I think there was a Tom Nichols that played Australian schoolboys, if my memory serves me correctly. You're right. Yeah. And Smithy went to the group, and he said, listen, out of all those guys, there's one guy we have to worry about. It's number seven, Greg Alexander. And we sure did. I spent a lot of time just... That's why you can't remember me, Greg. I, I spent most of my time behind you, mate, chasing you back. <laughs> <laughs> So let's just, before we get on to the American experience, and and Brandy's done his research on you rugby union-wise, but rugby league, the St. George Dragons, David, that must have been the dream, to pull on the big red V back in the day. It made it, well, I grew up in in the area, so, you know, um, spent my time going to primary school at Brighton and then high school at James Cook and sitting on the hill at Cogger Oval. So my family heritage is Fijian, so the full surname's like New Matawawa, but we shortened it because it made things easier way back then. But my dad and you know was close with the, the, the Toga brothers, Apisai and Anosi Toga. So that kind of made us yeah. automatic St. George fans and, and the opportunity to play for the Dragons was wonderful. You know, I, I played both games, Union and League. It was a time when you'd play, uh, you were able to play both. You could play you know, Union on the weekend and League through the week with your high school. So playing with the Dragons was, was, was a great time, great memory. Now, before we get on to the, the, the United States, and which was probably the big reason, but I've got some information, and it was, uh, it's been given to me from a, a former Wallaby, and he said David New was also a gun cricketer, uh, and he said not, not just a weekend, like a proper first grader, St George, maybe Sutherland <laughs> also, uh, and also played rugby yeah. for Saints. Good player, aggressive fly half, uh, which was uncommon for us rugby backs in the 90s, but... Um, <laughs> Cricketer and rugby player. Yeah, love the cricket. I was fortunate. I actually grew up in a good era, mate. Like as I said, I was lucky enough to play against guys like yourself in footy. But I spent some time playing in and around the War Brothers at around about the same age. Mm. So you know that was a period I went up through. Grew up playing cricket in the in the St George area. Some young young guys around me, talented guys. I think you guys might remember a guy by the name of Stephen Funnel. This really is throwback. Yeah, 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 that's it. Stephen Funnel, Stephen yeah, Funnel. Grower. Mm-hmm. The, the web was a was a talented rugby league player and cricketer as well, and then I I went on and played just a little bit at, at Sutherland first grade, but played a fair bit of great cricket with them as well. My first first grade match actually was against St George, and in our team was a 
guy by the name of Les Johns. So, again, really is the throwback Thursday. What a talented cricketer Les Johns was as well. All right, now this becomes a love story too. This uh, oh. Brandy made well. There, there is a love story because I'll have some to correct. Sources, huh? Well, we've we've done some research. Now, is your first um, t- sort of contact with America? Is it an end of season trip with the Dragons to Hawaii that sort of gets oh. is one of the stepping stones towards ending up in America full time? Did you meet your sure partner is. back then in yeah. Hawaii? Possibly, I, I did. I did. I, in fact, I met her on the first day we were there on the beach in Hawaii and then married, or didn't marry, asked her to marry me about two weeks later. So, yeah, met her on the beach. Oh, wow. And here we are 30 some years later. I'm <laughs> in, right? actually, I work in New York now, but I'm in Philly. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, amazing. The boys at the time couldn't believe it. Yeah, they just scratched their heads still. They're like, what happened? I was like, oh, things happen so in Waikiki Beach. In what, yeah. in what, what year trip? was that, David? You're on Triple Way? 91. 91. Oh, yeah, so the trip what? was organised by. Yeah, sorry. No, no, I was just because we. I spoke briefly this morning about trips away and and because we're you know Vegas, the Vegas thing, and um, underage, yeah. underage players. And I said, well, at the end of '91, we went to America. We 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 played the World Club Challenge. We came home, then we went to America and ended up in Hawaii too on the on the way home. <laughs> so we we were in Hawaii '91 summer. You might be doing the breakfast show <laughs> over in Alaska now or something. It could have been anything for you, Brandy. You never know. You never know no, I'm just you saying, that, well, Brad Fittler got into the, the, the bars in Hawaii. Didn't, didn't, didn't go well in LA. Under LA wasn't, wasn't the place. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Hawaii's a bit more relaxed, right? A bit more relaxed, yeah. So, yeah, when do yeah. you first take or play rugby league in or for America, David? It, it goes back to the World Sevens. Remember the tournament that they would have mm-hmm. down there, the Coca-Cola World Sevens? They bring teams in from all over. So when I landed in in the in the states, I figured, you know, this is. I had a couple of years left at St George, got a release, and I thought, you know, I'll just move on, get involved in professional career, and settle in, in America, but it just happened to be that someone found out I was there and asked me to play rugby union. And so I ended up being picked in the um, US Sevens team to play in Hong Kong. And I thought, oh, that, that's a nice trip. I never thought that would happen. I'll, I'll, I'll head off to that. Then it struck me that I'd better let these guys know, and you guys will remember you all the way back then, I guess, when you went from union to league, you were actually banned. You know, it was amateur to professional. So I had to let USA Rugby know. They called Australian Rugby, New South Wales Rugby. They're like, yeah, this guy's on the on the no-fly list. He's, he's banned from playing Rugby Union again. So like, I was out. So I hung up right. that phone, and it wasn't a couple of days later that the phone rang, and it was a fellow that was running the team that did come down to the Rugby League World Sevens. So jumped off that flight, jumped on the next one, came down and played with the US in the World Sevens, and that kick-started. Um, a lot of interest in, in the game back, in my mind anyway, the opportunity and trying to do things back in America. So behind that, the same guy that organised the trip to Sydney for the Sevens had organised a USA, this is crazy, USA versus Ireland International at RFK Stadium, which was the Washington Redskins at the time's home stadium, live on ESPN on St. Patrick's Day. Wow. So he said to me, Nui, Find me a group of players to represent the USA. <laughs> so that's January is the World Sevens, March is St Patrick's Day. So in, in you know a month and a half, we we figured out we'll identify a couple of players to 
put our heads together and play against Ireland in an international. And that really kick-started, you know, the, the beginning. And from there, it was the, the thought about, you know, this is wonderful, this high-level stuff, but it's not realistic. We've got to try and put together a local competition. And so very humbly, we, we started with a bunch of guys tossing the ball around in the park. You know, with five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten of us, enough for two teams, and trying to find jerseys and balls and lying fields and all those things were challenging, but very, very rewarding. And, and it was a thrill of mine, actually, if I look back on it, that we were part of something that's maybe, uh, you know, led to where we are on March 2nd with the NRL coming in. Uh, very, very humble. Uh, played a little small part in that. You're entitled to be a special guest to the NRL at the at the game. I reckon Peter Volandi's tuned into this interview might know the extent of your involvement with things. <laughs> You're obviously going to Vegas, David. You'll be there for it. Yeah, I will. I will. I'm looking forward to it. So my wife and I, and in fact, all those guys that help you know dig the well for rugby league in America, we formed the American National Rugby League, and then the national team we we called the Tomahawks had a little bit of success and some fun along the way. There's a probably close to 100 of them now that are heading out there to all get back right. together again after about 20, 20, 20 odd years. Fantastic. Okay. Um, I, I heard on one of our other programs, it was Joel and Fletcher, Brian Fletcher, Joel Kane, who do the afternoon program. They were interviewing yeah. someone, yeah. David, that was coming um, via Notre Dame rugby team yeah. to the combine that they're holding in Vegas. Um, yeah. Do you think they'll unearth the, the combine anyone that, you know, that, will find their way back into rugby league do you think is 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 that is that feasible that that the sort of thing that they're trying i, I believe it is it, it's going to take a little bit of time and patience and talent id and a, and a little bit of skill development but athletically the raw potential is absolutely there you know the ability to run really fast in a straight line or move quickly in different directions or leap high you know play with your hands above your head basketball guys that can be like a winger and jump up in the air and contest possession. I've seen it over the period of time here. It's just a matter of really spending, you know, the time and effort in in making it a long-term project. And and some of the guys I've helped to identify for this combine, um, and I think there's a pathway through that process to identify talent um, mm-hmm. for the, for the National Rugby League in Australia for the men. But I think it's also really exciting for the women. I think there's going to be a lot of women that come out of that combine or ultimately through that yeah. combine that can be identified to play professionally in Australia. The rugby sevens programs here, men and women are really, really competitive. And I think oh. rugby sevens is more closely linked to rugby league than rugby 15s. So, Correct. you know, both of yeah, those absolutely. teams may medal at the next Olympics. Yeah. Wow. Hey David, because you're there, really, because you're there, what are the barometers for success? Like what, are there some key like crowd alone, television numbers, have you thought about what will gauge this as an absolute success? Or is it just being there? The fact that it's going to be on in five years, is that the is that the pass mark? Have you thought about what we need to be talking about in two weeks' time as what's happened? Yeah, I think it's a really good question and it's been it's come up a lot, not just from you know people from Australia, but people in America. They're asking the same sort of thing. Is there going to be you know, a residual... Uh, benefit some legacy from this and I think there is I think the optics are we would love to see 40,000 fans there wouldn't we that's wonderful people would use that as a as a pass mark or a B or a B plus or an A you know and then what does the television look like does it get some eyeballs nationally across the country there's 
are the things that obviously the business people at the NRL will, will study and, and look at. But the very fact that there's a commitment over time of five years, so there's this large tentpole event, which teams come in, professional teams come and play in a showcase. But around that is a combine, so there's some talent ID and pathway for some local athletes to get an opportunity. And then beneath all of that, a football festival. You know, there's a nines tournament that's going on, which I think over time will grow and be larger and potentially get international club teams, you know, from the bush and from the park all over, over the world to come in. And then a, a Masters. There's actually a Masters tournament as well. And then international between the USA and Canada. So there's a lot of things that are happening that can help grow the game. And then beyond the, the larger, you know, thing that everyone's got their eyeballs in, the stuff that's going on underneath the bottom of the pyramid, if that grows organically, there's some real opportunity here. And that five-year plan, I think there's a way to really um, everybody, especially the stakeholders for rugby league in America, to benefit from it. Uh, so, David, did you say did you say you're in Philadelphia, but you work in New York? What what is yeah? Just a little bit about yourself. What's what's happened to you in the yeah, last so what, twenty years? Dude? Yeah, my background. Yeah, my background's education. So I was a teacher. So you know, when I was playing with the Dragons, I was teaching at James Cook. So yeah. that sort of was the the basis of everything. Then came across here and worked in a in a school called, called the Glen Mills Schools. It was around the corner from where I lived in Philadelphia, and it was a school for court adjudicated youth well what does that mean well basically they were gangbangers and and socialized delinquents kids that were in jail or removed from jail bloods and crips and mexican mafia so they killed some people done some pretty bad things but this program was a a fascinating place where there were no locks and bars you know from the custody clinical model of locking people up this was about trying to develop pro-social behavior across academics and, and absolutely athletics, because a lot of the kids that came into the program were big, strong, tough kids from the city. And the, and the founder of the program really believed that, you know, if you're, if you're a leader on the corner and you can organise 15, 20 kids or, or gang members to follow you, you're a leader. So how do we, you know, convert that from a negative behaviour to positive behaviour? So up and through that program, these kids ended up becoming really talented athletes. And, and then doing well academically, we had kids that went and played professional football, won Super Bowls, track athletes. And, and it was amazing because in parallel with that, I started a rugby league program there for the staff. So it was a bit like the old um, longest yard, you know, where the prison guards yeah. <laughs> play against the local team. But that was the start. That was the genesis of the American National Rugby League. That school became the hub of where we played all our big internationals and it was a home base for us to develop rugby league and you know find athletes and identify them so the educational part being a teacher was what first got me embedded in in the states and then helped me to develop rugby league and then beyond that i got involved in, in american football so i was in about five years i was working in and out of china uh, helping to develop american football so grow up from the grassroots up in the colleges and start a professional program, then jump back across here and was involved for a short period with Rugby Sevens when I was outside of Rugby League. And now I'm actually the executive director of a place called the Fences Club, the Olympic style, the age-old sport of fencing. Um, it's about 140 years old. We're, our club is across the road from the Empire State Building, right in Midtown between 5th and 6th Avenue. So it's been an interesting ride. You know, most of it, you know, I'll, I'll say respectfully, unplanned. I just kind of landed in different things, um, all, all sports-related, it seems. 
That is fascinating. Uh, David, it's been great to reminisce. It really is. Uh, good to hear you going well. Uh, I know Vossi's going to catch up with you when you're in Vegas, uh, but uh, mate, yeah, really great talking. Yeah. Good on you, mate. No, I appreciate it, Greg and, and Andrew. It's, it's nice. Thanks for uh, taking a stroll back in time, leading us to, to Vegas in March. Yeah. I think it's going to be really successful and really exciting. So good to see uh, all the rugby league people around the world getting behind it. Super stuff. There you go. The first guest, a beauty, on our Throwback Thursday. If there's someone from the past that you'd like to hear from in Throwback Thursday, let us know on the Edgewater Homes text line, 0457 736 736. We're here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's Lawyers. Hemi Goodman from Sportsbet in just a moment, and he'll be chatting some cricket and rugby league. Stay with us on the home of sport in Sydney, SEN 1170 AM. Thanks for making the switch to Sydney's home of sport, SEN 1170 AM. Um, a high chance, well, you know what it's going to be? Hot. It's going to be hot. <laughs> it's 20. It, You're sick of the heat. You're sick of summer. Well, tomorrow's 35. <sighs> like on the coast, 35 yeah. on the coast. Um, you know, 38, 38 at Homebush. So for all the Taylor Swift fans, it's going to be 38 tomorrow at Homebush, and then it's going to storm. Good luck. For all the Blink-182 uh, fans as well. Oh, Blink, Blink sorry, play. yes. They're playing the kudos. That, yeah. Friday, Saturday. So for all those Blink-182 fans, yeah. it's going to be hot and wet. <laughs> hot and wet. That's it. Uh, a reminder that uh, Bryden's Lawyers, your verdict, is back, Vossi. Uh, there's 2,000, 2,500 up for grabs. Just head to sensurvivor.com.au. Bryden's Lawyers, your verdict. Big cash. Tiger Ray from Sussex Inlet told us, uh, my mother, Carol, married a Ray Carol, who is now Carol Carol. Very that's amazing. Tiger Ray. Mm. Triple. That's Tiger Carol Ray Carol. from Sussex Inlet. Fascinating chat with David. Uh, Richard from Melbourne, thank you for the feedback on the text line uh, there. Um, and uh, Burke Legal, on this day in 1996, Happy Gilmore won the Tour Championship by one shot over Shooter McGavin. Shooter McGavin, thank you. <laughs> we got we got great people. What a great family. This is Breakfast with uh, Voss and Brandon and Uncle Hammy coming on the program in just a moment, chatting cricket and rugby league. Stay with us on the Home of Sport in Sydney, SEN 1170am. Vanessa, thank you. Breakfast is powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matters, shaping and building Australia together. If you're just tuning in, make sure you catch on up on what you've missed through the podcast, which includes uh, Dave Riccio, the nudist, coming from uh, San Diego, who just attended South Training. Uh, Chris Harris discussing Australia's win over New Zealand in the T20 last night. And David New, E, considering, uh, considered the founding father of rugby league in America. And fascinating story, too. Uh, yeah. And as part of the Throwback Thursday segment, which we've got every Thursday, Andrew. And amazing, your life can turn. End of season trip with the Dragons, meets a girl, first day, two weeks later, marries her, and, <laughs> and then ends America. up living the rest of his life in America. Uh, suggestion for Throwback Thursday, G'day Shaggers. No clues for guessing who that comes from. Can you get Steve, Man- Steve Monaghetti, the great man? One of the best men I've ever worked with in sporting event co-commentary. I think that's a great idea. Uh, Steve Monaghetti for Throwback Thursday. Kuya uh, Brisbane says uh, Blink played last weekend, Vossi. That's right. And they've come back for Sydney for another two shows. They're playing tomorrow night and Saturday. What, so they so were in they're, Sydney they're last back. weekend? Yeah, they were in Sydney ba- last weekend and have gone away and now they'll come back. By yeah. popular demand, they're back. They're sold out. Sold out. Mm. Shows. Tay Tay um, style. Uh, I think this is the welder from Kingswood. He says, I'm tipping Charles didn't come up with that segment. Great interview with David. Educational and entertaining. There we go. Teddy's also entertaining. I've just I've just referred to him as Uncle Hammy. 
Um, and uh, he gave us very good mail yesterday on the Nambians, the Namibia, mail. beating Nepal. Uh, let's go to the segment. Make it look easy with sports bet. Chances are you're about to lose. Hammy. We had the national anthem playing earlier today, uh, Hemi. The Namibian national anthem was played. Here it is. All rise. Beautiful. What what price were they? You you gave us the mail. They, they had it all over Nepal leading into it by the stats. Yet somehow, yep. Sean Omerod, the coal miner, had stuffed up the odds. And Namibia were the outsiders. All quiet on the Omerod front today. I haven't heard too much uh, from him since this result. But look, it was a tidish contest in... Uh, Tupur over there in uh, Nepal. They got off to a good enough start, four for 100, but then they had four ducks in their innings. They collapsed all out, 168, and uh, Namibia got the job done eight down. They were $2.10 um, somehow, and uh, they got the job done again. So they've now won their last 10 limited overs matches. Um, so Namibia, one oh, to watch cool. there. They're in great form as well. And over at the cake tin as well, uh, I suggested that the Aussies might hit more sixes than the Kiwis. That got up um, at a dollar fifty four as well. It was thirteen sixes to seventeen was the final count there. Ooh, okay. Um, what are the is it a drop in wicket in Nepal or what 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 do they play on over there? <laughs> Great question. No drop Great in question. no no drop yeah. in over no no mats. drop in over there in Nepal, just uh, a cricket ground specifically. So um, they had the home oh. ground advantage in Nepal. They they know those conditions well. But Namibia are a great team, as I said yesterday, Brandy, and they, and they proved it to yep. us uh, yesterday afternoon. Another uh, one. T- we're talking yep. Namibian cricket here. You said you a four-pronged name. They have one in the Namibian side. Jean-Nicol Lofty-Eaton. He's in there. He's double hyphen. Jean-Nicol right. Lofty-Eaton is in the Namibian okay. side. Hammy, you know anything about him? Probably not. Great player uh, and a winner <laughs> yesterday. So um, winner. couldn't be happier for him. <laughs> great, great <laughs> <team> man. <laughs> Mate, he took four for 34. Took four for yeah. 34 and, and made a couple with a, with a bat. scoff at that. Yes. No. Um, week two of the uh, preseason challenge coming up this weekend. Double header at Belmore tomorrow night. And uh, what, how have you got the premiership market? Yeah, well, I thought we'd have a bit of a look ahead because we've got a bit of, you know, obviously got the trials coming up. But apart from that, not a great deal of sport today. No NBA, no cricket. But... If we're looking ahead, we're only a week and a half away from the season. We've got the Panthers there, Brandy, $3.75 for the four-peat. Uh, the Broncos are $4.25. Um, and in the grand final Quinella market, a Panthers-Broncos rematch at $7.50 is our best back and our favourite as well. We've had the Roosters well-supported at $9. Uh, Manly and the Warriors have also got a bit of support, both at 23 bucks. The other team, strangely, uh, maybe a bit of blind faith by some of their fans, is the Bulldogs. At $41. Now, this year, this is a year, obviously, 2024. It ends in a four. The Bulldogs have either made or won a grand final in every year ending in a four since 1974. So, look, if if you're a believer in the numbers, maybe you look at the to make a grand final market uh, where for the Bulldogs you're getting $23. Um, I, I probably can't see it happening, but if you're a numerology fan, uh, maybe that's one that you look towards there. Crazy. From 1974, anything with a four, they've made it or won it. Um, what about top point scorer for 2024? Yeah, well, Jermaine Asako, he's a $4.33 favourite to defend his title. But there's been uh, a little bit of uh, action around some players that have a bit of value here. So Ryan Pappenhausen is uh, the best back at $23. A bit of buy beware, didn't goal kick in the trial the other day, so it might be worth waiting to see if he ends up 
taking the kicking tee this season. And the other one is Stephen Crichton for the Bulldogs at $41. A lot of support for him as well at a, at a pretty big price. But outside of those um, names, I'm not sure if anyone else leaps out at you boys, but um, that's certainly where the, the bulk of the activity has been so far. Okay, that's a strange one. Ryan Pappenhausen. Nick Meaney goal-kicked last year and kicked well. You would think he'd be in the side. Anyway. Uh, sports bet with all the markets. Um, one here on the text line, uh, will you be all watching Luke Littler play tomorrow morning? Are we, we talking darts markets as well? Darts, I have to scan that. So, so I'm, I'm not sure where they're throwing the darts uh, tomorrow. But I know that in the last week there's been a big article comparing Luke Littler to Phil Taylor, Phil the Power Taylor. Is Luke early. Littler the 16-year-old? Yeah, the 16-year-old. Right, yeah. Okay. Luke, Luke Littler, four, Luke Littler 4.10. Uh, Michael Van Gerwen, $3.35 favourite in that one. Early start tomorrow, 6.15am. So um, looking forward yeah. to the darts action as well. Very nice stuff. Uncle Hammy, thanks for uh, coming on the program. Have a great Thursday. No dramas, boys. I'll chat to you tomorrow. Uncle okay. Hammy Goodman from Sportsbet. Make it look easy with Sportsbet. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Breakfast powered by Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia. Together you're listening to Breakfast with Bossy and Brandy on the home of sport in Sydney, SEN 1170am. It is 16 minutes to nine on this uh, Thursday morning. If you enjoyed the cricket on SEN uh, last night, it's on again tomorrow. Can they match it? Game two, game one, an absolute thriller here on the Home of Sport. A reminder, you can win weekly prizes and a major prize of an NRL grand final experience thanks to the brand of hot water that comes on steady, hot and strong. Reem, visit nrltipping.sen.com.au. Um, I'm debating whether I go back super coach this year, Brandy. Not sure. Not sure. Sort of lost my way last year. I get a bit, I get a bit down with my super coach by about origin time. Then they know what to do with changes, and then you slip out of contention, and you're not in the top twenty thousand. And it's mentally, oh, my my, my you got to push through just to, just to not start. Leave it to the experts. Yeah, leave leave it to those uh, who know what they're doing. Um, get a shaggers. Oh. The Reptile, please, if Bulldogs make the grand final, I'll get a tattoo of Terry Lamb on my Shaminda and run from Belmore to Sydney naked. Oh, Reptile, that's... He's doubled up. Yeah, that's big talking, Reptile. Mm. Get yourself into trouble saying those sorts of things. Uh, Throwback to Thursday. Yes. Uh, I would love to hear from Peter Bosley, who I think is oh. the father of Talkback Sports Radio and gave you your start, I believe, Bossy. He did? Yeah. Mm. I first did work experience with Peter Bosley as his stats man going around the games. He was an around-the-grounds reporter, and I'd keep stats for Bos and thought, this is the this is the life. He used to pick me up at home in his Volvo and would drive out to Lidcombe. It was fantastic. Uh, yeah. Vossi, you're not sure where the darts are being thrown. Surely at a dartboard. Regards, Raider Mal. That's probably right. Thank you, Raider Mal, for putting me in my place. And Luke Littler. Dan says, no way Luke Littler is 16 years old. He looks 35. That's what Most I Most people thought, like Dan. that. Dan, I but there's that. There's people like that. Mick Wayman. Remember Mick Wayman? He was called 40-20. You know, he was 20, but he yep. looked 40. Yes. Um, there are people we, like we, that. Yeah. We, we used to play Riverston. Riverston used to have junior league team. And I remember when yeah. River, Rivo under-15s, they'd arrive in cars and, and get out uh, and they had beards. Like, right. What, right. They're 15? Like, yeah. serious? They had right. girlfriends and beards. And wow. go, We're playing these blokes? That's Just amazing. These little... Yeah. Well, that's... There is uh, well, I'm I'm just confirming that you know you said there are people like that. That well, there is. Yeah. 
Oh, no, they, no, but I'm saying they look, they, 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 they in, are legitimately the, the age. Mick yeah. Wayman, Mick Wayman looked old as a teenager. You know, he was receding hairline very early. Mm. So it added to it. Well, I was but just, Mick, I was just confirming your story that uh, did, many of those came right. from Riverston in the 70s. They had beards, cars and girlfriends. They drove, they drove, yes. they got out of cars with girlfriends yeah. <laughs> in the under 15s. It's a good game. Under 15s. They couldn't play footy, but uh, I... Yeah, I told I was told by my assistant that uh, that it's a sign of age uh, from the younger generations if you have a wallet. Uh, I'm old and I'm 38, says Josh from Kellyville. Yeah, the wallet, the big bulky wallet yeah, sticking out the back and old receipts. I think, I think my boys, ca- different ones carry wallets. Yeah, no, yeah. haven't carried a wallet. Just got a little card holder. That's all I've got. No wallet. Morning, VB. A four-pronged NRLW player from Jace, Autumn Rain Stevens Daily. Yes, Autumn Rain Stevens Daily uh, does play. Uh, NRLW. That's great mm. stuff. Uh, Jason, well done. Uh, morning, VB. On the dogs, not only uh, only years ending in four, we lost in 74, won in 84, lost in 94, won in 04, lost in 14, and now it's 2024. We are due for a win, says Junior Smitty. Can I also tell you, 64, I think you got the wooden spoon. Maybe the cycle comes to an end and you get the spoon. Maybe that's where the, the mathematical progression is just something in progress at the moment. Uh, we have major breaking news, Brandy. Uh, what sort of grand music have we got to play to accompany this breaking news? Maybe the Namibian National Anthem uh, might do. We'll give it a little bit of pomp and ceremony. No, no, no. Have we got, no? The, uh, have we got the uh, NFL music? Oh, well, okay. Oh, sorry, the NFL music. You can that, Dan. Good change. Well, Pretty. So. You should be in a leadership group. No, no, that's golf. Oh, that's idiot. Yes. Yeah, Travis Kelsey has just touched down at Sydney Airport. Based on the flight radar app, we can report he came in over Kernel and had a great view of Port Botany on the way in. May have actually downloaded the SEN app on hitting the tarmac when you're allowed to put your phones on. I don't know with the private jet with you ever have to turn them off, but... Good morning, Travis. Welcome to Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy. I think you're punching, but there you go. Okay. So is that how that's it, it was that's the breaking on news. Channel 7? That's, that's the breaking news? That, that, that's it. You know, came in over Colonel. Great yep. view of Port Botany. He's landed. Uh, it's down. Thank you. Yeah, no, I'm looking at that's the graphic now. The, the plane's yellow, which means it's landed. It's <laughs> just, just in from the water. Hey, yeah. guys, I played against Narrowina once in the under-15s, and on the way home, a car pulled up next to us at the lights, and it was their second rower, complete with tattoos and a kid in the back seat. Wow. <laughs> that's good. Uh, that's so Rivo areas, so Riverston areas. Yeah. Narrowina. Uh, my boys yeah. played for Narrowina. Boys, I hope all is well. Missed you guys immensely. Uh, where do you guys see the dogs landing in the coming season? Would you be shocked? To see them in the eight, thanks, boys. No name. Our number ends in eight one. We were going to keep our powder dry, aren't we? On our top eight, we'll, we'll probably do that. Mo- maybe Monday is the day that Are we have here? to lock yep. things in. Yeah, I'm still in Monday. Yeah. Fly out right. of Vegas Tuesday, so Monday we need to lock in our top eights. Okay. So, could, do you um, mind, Mister Texter, if we hold back to Monday on giving you our bulldog hmm. predictions? I yeah. Well. No, you can sort of talk around it. I'm not going to pick the Bulldogs to finish in my eight, but that doesn't mean that I don't think they're a chance of making it. Trying to split those teams from, you know... You sound like the bloke who's keying the cars. From team six down to team 12 or 13, I I think they're all a chance. Um, uh, So, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. We we haven't given anything away, but would not surprise me if 
if they made the eight. Uh, got a text here too. Uh, Manly Cove had fathers and sons playing in the under-15s together. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> rubbish. That's, Going that's from Brooksy. Brooksy. Yeah. <laughs> Brooksy's alive. Yeah. Uh, what about Samantha Riley for Girl Girl? And we're not talking, if you're just joining the program, you're probably wondering what the hell are you talking about. Um, Samantha Riley, both names, girls' names, Samantha Riley. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, look, I'll tell you what, we'll take a break. We'll just take stock of all the texts that are there, and there's plenty of them. And Matt White, not too far away here on the Home of Sport SEN. We're here for Brighton's lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Brighton's lawyers. Uh, will there be cameras in the... Will the TV cameras be in the, in the concerts? Because will there be a, a Travis Kelsey cam following him at the concert if he's there? Uh, Where does he the watch The planes have landed... Breakfast TV have covered the landing of the plane. Blanket coverage. Amazing. Breakfast show. Amazing. Um, yeah. Maybe Travis Kelsey's going to Blink 182 tomorrow night. <clears throat> Walking distance from meet you after the show, love. Something like that. Uh, Matt White is up next. Brandy, that's it for you for the week. You can now go and celebrate World Margarita Day because exactly. your next commitment is Fox League tomorrow night at Belmore. Yeah. We'll, we'll be together. But not at breakfast. We'll be there tomorrow night for Rabbitohs and the Roosters. Mm. Dan, uh, I love your text. Granville got out of the cars. Girlfriends. Uh, you said I think one girl was carrying a baby uh, playing under 15s against Granville. Yeah. It happens everywhere. Riverstone. Yeah. Thank you for being great fun today. The texts have been fantastic. The calls on... Um, name names and, and that all happened because of our very first text of the day from the Shoalhaven doctor look what you started doctor you've had nothing but people saying name names what we thought was well, going to be an 11 or a 13 we've ended up with 100 names yeah one we name didn't names. get to and a Queensland politician called Grace 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 thanks Steve what a solid day to finish Brandy have a great Thursday happy world margarita day Brandy see you boys see, see you everyone finish. see you guys